Welcome back to the Carp Angler Chronicles podcast. We have got a special guest for you today, a bit of a carpy London geezer um, that goes by the name of Tommy Bishop. He's actually got a lot of nicknames as well. Tommy Bish, Machine Gun Tommy, Tommy the Gun, Tommy with the Big Gun, Big Gun Tommy. Um, we've been chatting for months and to be honest, I already feel like I know him really, really well. He's one of those guys that just wears his heart on his sleeve and I'm sure that you're warm to him just as quickly as I have. So I first came across the gun whilst I was on Instagram um, and I was immediately drawn to his unique photography and awesome captures. He's got a very, very unique style, not only to his photography, but to him as an individual. Um, So I I definitely urge you to check him out on Instagram. His handle is Tommy underscore Bish. So this episode, we talk about his recent um, adventures on a, on a, hit um we talk about a few of his captures how he's managed to get amongst the a team uh, we just talk about loads of different copy stuff so i hope you enjoy and without further ado here is tommy bishop cool blimey at the end of the school year kids would go out with all the teachers and they would do like horse riding fishing being one of them uh like going skiing on the dry slopes like near me and things like that like probably like activities day and obviously I chose fishing sort of thing. And uh, yeah, we went to oh, Riverside Road, which is in St. Albans, which is actually where I caught my first ever carp. And like we went there one year and literally fell in love with it. It was sick. Like I actually mm. loved it sort of thing. But um, but basically a bit of a weird, it's a bit of a, like, a deep story, but I don't want it to be like, <laughs> like oh yeah, everyone feels sorry for me sort of crack. But um, how, like basically in school, I got well badly bullied, like proper badly bullied. And like, I mean, school being school, they tried to help as much as they could, but obviously teachers couldn't follow you around. Do you know what I mean? Making sure that you like like wrap you up in bubble wrap. Do you know what I mean? So it was still happening. And my music teacher saw this as well. And like he kind of saw like you know, I was having a rough time in that. So he basically called me mum and he said, Look, uh like basically, I sorry, he then later found out that like basically I was getting that bad. He put it, I was like, stop leaving me house and things like I was scared to even like walk out my front door, do you know what I mean? And uh mm. But basically how he got into it was like, he basically called me mum. He said, look, I'm going fishing this weekend. Would you, I know that Tom really enjoys it because of the Richmond days. Like, would you mind if he came along with me? And she jumped at the idea, 100%. Obviously he trusted him and all that. Like, he knew, knew that he was a right geezer and all that lot. So yeah, so like he started taking me, going, taking me fishing and all that lot. And it became like a, like, do you know what I mean? He was basically, to me, he was a proper teacher. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone who went through school always had that one teacher they got along with really well and they back- mm. it was it's quite ironic because like he is like he's the best music teacher like in my county like he will teach anyone but like it's really weird like he taught me so much but not even a single music note do you know what i mean so but basically <laughs> he got me into, like, literally so he got me into it and like i owe a massive credit to him because it did get me out of like, a proper dark dark place do you know what i mean like i don't know if anyone listening to this has ever been bullied or anything like it's a proper shitter do you know what i mean mm. and like i fell in love with it i absolutely loved it like i love being outside but anyways like, i just yeah just fucking as cringy as it sounds like i got proper hooked on it do you know what i mean like the bug mm. proper bit with me and uh yeah and that was literally from like at the age of like 14 like i say 14 15 and yeah 24 now so yeah just over 10 years i fucking love it i do like any opportunity i want to go outside like i'm not a computer person in the slightest and uh and um since our lockdown i like obviously we weren't allowed to go fishing in that so 
I ended up buying an Xbox. Like, I still don't like it, but I still managed to play it every other night. Do you know what I mean? Just a boredom saver. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm a proper outdoorsy person. I actually love it. Like, started off fishing, like, obviously, like little runs waters as you do, like, getting your trade. Do you know what I mean? So, and then, yeah, I'm currently fishing a, well, it's a, it was a 75 acre, acre reservoir, but it's been a, it's, it's having a lot of work done on it, sort of thing. It's got a damn wall on it. So it's been drained down to like, uh, well, a lot basically. It's been, the, the water level's dropped massively now. So it's basically like a whole new lake and basically a whole new challenge because uh, obviously shallower water, more weed growth, sort of thing. The light penetrates deeper into the water, sort of things. Obviously, weed is just an abundance there. So it's made it a whole lot harder, which kind of makes it a lot better. So Mm-hmm. I've gone from one extreme fishing runs orders and pasty bashing to like fishing for literally 40 carp in nearly 60 acres now. So yeah, proper, yeah, proper, what's it called? Like man's fishing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's basically me, mate. Like, uh, yeah, love fishing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it comes across and uh, I think yeah, that's that... a bit, mate, honestly, weirdo. Yeah, that's why I reached out to you. It's, it, it's apparent from like from just your passion co- really comes through on Instagram. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you definitely got a, um, a very unique, um, a very unique and account and approach to photography as well. Which maybe we'll talk about photography actually. Yeah, I think yeah, that's 100%. something else that you I think you're interested in is the the kind of cinematic side of it. I know you've got a drone and and you like putting bits together. So yeah. uh, maybe we'll get into that. We'll definitely get into the carp that you've been catching as well. Uh, yeah. So having your, your fair share of amazing uh, English carp. So we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. Before we move on. Recently. Yeah, Carol, mm, yeah. Yeah. Before we move on, most importantly, something I always forget to do. Pete usually reins it in. By the way, gang, it's uh, just myself, Sam, today. Pete couldn't make it, unfortunately. Um, tipple of the episode. Super important. Tommy. I know what you're drinking. Super carpy as ever. What, what's oh, your yeah. tipple for the episode, mate? <laughs> well, I, I, uh, basically, obviously, since lockdown, everyone in my house has become like a posh alcoholic. Do you know what I mean? So like, I've gone downstairs expecting my bottle of rum is to be there and it's absolutely vanished. So I was going to drink like rum and coke, do you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm drinking like Yorkshire tea instead. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it carpy, mate. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I wanted to get pissed on this one. Do you know what I mean? I talk more. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no, that's what I nicked all my drink. So yeah, Yorkshire too, is there? Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, you don't need to talk more, mate. <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, um, I talk too much. I'm terrible for it, mate. It's good. It's good. It's good. Awesome. Mine is, I've, at the minute, I've got a pure Ubu. Um, then I'm going to follow it up with a Ringwood 49er Rich and Golden Craftale. It's got a picture oh, of a, uh, yeah, uh, a boar on the front, which that's why I bought it, because I live near the Forest of Dean, and there's boar there, so I kind of like them. Decent. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going to try not to drink too much. I'm on a school night. I've got to be up at six, but uh, I've got a little bit of uh, Hendrix gin after it. There you go, straight eyes. There we go. There we go. Good stuff. So, Tommy, you, you're brimming with, with stories, and I've got a feeling we probably won't be able to cover everything on this podcast, yeah, <laughs> but you've got a few. Let's let's start with the catfish story. I love this. Go into as much detail as, as you want. Oh, shit. <laughs> Right, um, yeah, basically, like, referring to, like, the, the, the reservoir that I mentioned earlier, um, I was totally unaware that there was catfish present in the lake. Like, not a lot, not a lot at all. Like, literally a handful, like, three or four. Like, and obviously they're, they've got a food supply, like, nothing else, because, like, the lake's full of, like, 
loads and loads of silverfish. So, yeah, they're relatively big, put it that way. And I had no idea about this yet. But basically, a bit of a cheat. Probably shouldn't tell this, but I'm still like within the laws of like what this country put inside with um in uh, referring to lockdown. Like I was basically I was staying in basically most days because I don't do ex- I don't do exercise. I'm like my legs belong in a bird's nest. I'm that skinny. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like honestly, so I don't do exercise. Tried it for a bit, yeah, and I was like, yeah, this isn't a bit of me at all. I literally yeah went there for about a month with my mate Steve, and he was like. Oh, you're getting well good at this, mate. And I'm like, yeah, sob this, mate. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, not about that at all. And yeah, it's so basically right. So like I've so I've been spending my hour of exercise lockdown basically sneaking out at like eleven o'clock at night to go bait up the reservoir. <laughs> like, so like and I don't think I was the only one doing it because literally it was like a light show over there, because all you kept on seeing was head torches everywhere. So everyone was up to up to no good. But um, but yeah, basically I was baiting up this spot and just to make my life easier as well. No, I haven't got a car in it. So I was basically getting a cab down to the lake. And how I was basically doing this one day, one evening, I went down there, marker floating before, just before lockdown. And um, basically my way of, uh, I can tell this now, I can tell this now because uh, someone's actually removed the stick that I put in place. So basically I found this spot and I was like, I reckon I can walk out to that. So I had chest waders on, walked all the way out there. And it was actually, it was safe. Well, what a fault anyways. Uh, so basically I put like a broken stick in the water, uh, basically to use as my marker. So basically I could wade out straight to that spot and then get the bait spoon out and just spread it as much as I can. And that was basically it. And uh, I've done it quite well because like, I chose like a thin-ish broken up tr- branch, basically li- literally looked like a snack probably why I got removed at the end at the end of it uh basically yeah so like that was my thing so I'd wade out to this stick uh and just uh, bait with his bait spoon and um and uh basically one night sorry uh then obviously we got the green light uh I was still baiting up the spot and yada yada and and basically when it was when it first opened it was obviously a booking scheme I thought I was going to be the first person on I had to wait like a week and a half I was like, bollocks so even when people were still fishing there i was still sneaking on at like stupid o'clock in the morning to bait up mm-hmm. uh so basically yeah it came to my day of fishing and i was like sweet happy days and got straight into the peg and went straight obviously walked straight up to the spot and put lead on it straight away just to see how clear it was and it was like proper thud thud like there weren't a lot of gravel in this in this lake it was it's just a it's a water reservoir sort of thing so it's just maybe just it's a clay bed sort of thing so it was just when it was dropping the lead down on it, it was just like oh, thud, thud, like proper. You just knew like fish would be fading on it. And like even when it, where you were stood, you were still stuck, you were still like had like eight inches of silt going up your boat and that. So like you obviously knew that they were feeding on it. So obviously there was a like essentially a carp hole there. I'm flipping over so I was doing it for about four weeks. And uh so like basically and I was like, all right, sweet. So like came from the first night, put the rigs there, buzzing, sort of thing, I'm back on the peg. And uh, I was literally, my levels were going absolutely mad because I had three, three rigs on this spot and every two minutes it was like, duh, 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 like, and it was either crayfish nibbling at my line or, or they were like walking over your lines, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if anyone fishes um, lakes that are like proper infested with crays, but they are a bloody nightmare, honestly. Yeah. They even, they yeah. take your tiger knots off your rigs, mate. They're that freaking hungry. But this is the thing. I was getting mad liners, stupid liners, and what I thought was craze. So I was like, right, here we go. And obviously, at the end of the story, you'll, you'll realise what it actually was. 
So my buzz one of the rods in, uh, my mate, he was fishing the lake at the time, so he's texting me saying, you having a bloody party over there? Because all I could hear was noises, so it feel like literally bobbins jumping up and down. So I brought the rods, uh, one of the rods in, and it was really weird. I was fishing like a proper smelly popper. Like, do you know the bait works um, so, uh, sent from hell? Yes. Like, bait <laughs> no, well. Yeah. I've, oh, don't, man. The most antisocial smell. Like, if you fish, like, <laughs> I've had it so many times where I've jumped into a mate's van. And they can smell it from my bag. And they've actually mm-hmm. said to me, mate, you fuck, like you stink. Do you know what I mean? So like, honestly, they're all awful. So I had that on there. And I would have thought, right, Cray would obviously chew that to nothing. Do you know what I mean? I've reeled it in. It's been, known, it's been out there for about three hours. There weren't a single mark on it. And almost like the Cray, Cray's were scared to go near there. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? So I was like, right, I can't be asked to risk it. I'll put a tiger nut straight on there. And a uh, big old donkey choker of a tiger, not like Jolene Popper, like long two inch ones, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, proper target hook bait. So, I've put two of them on, trimmed it down to make it look proper nice and that. And I've started walking out towards the peg. Oh, sorry, knowing full well this is at like one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it's pitch black. All right. So, like, everyone's gone to bed. My mate was still up, obviously, because he could hear what was going on and that. But um, yeah, so uh, one o'clock in the morning. I'm obviously getting these liners, reeled it in, put a tiger on it, and I've proceeded to walk out into the lake. Knowing full well that it's perfectly safe, but like I had my head torch on, like the Ridge Monkey, like one that's got like the higher beam on it. So I was just walking towards my stick and like just fixated on that stick, sort of thing, so just like I'm walking a straight line. And I've got halfway there, and it's like a mill pool at the moment. There's no, no wind, nothing. So no waves hitting you or anything like that. So I've proceeded to walk out. I got about halfway. No, no, I got about about ten yards, twenty yards from the stick, and like, I felt a, uh, basically a wave hit me. Like water was almost pushed towards me. I was thinking, what the hell is that? And I, as I've like natural instinct, you've looked down, and I've looked down, and because it's so silty there, the water's really clouded up. But all I could see in the, the mist of this clouded up silt was a massive green tail. And I'm thinking, what the fuck was that? Like, I, I'm, I've got this gut-wrenching feeling. I was thinking, what the hell was that? Like, do you know, like, look, I, I said it to you a couple of times, but do you know when you're, you're home alone and you can hear a noise from up the stairs and you get that weird gut feeling, like, what the hell is going on? And I was just like, my heart just sank a bit. I was like, what the hell was that? Like, it was literally like, an, uh, do you know when you watch River Monsters and you see that reenactment of like how the fisherman got killed by this massive fish and how he got bitten by this fish? It was like that, mate. Yeah. But I've looked down, I've seen this green tail, but it's just gone completely out of shot because it's so silty, I can't see it anymore. So I just kind of kid myself a bit. I was like, oh, it's a pike, do you know what I mean? It's a full of them in it, sort of thing. Like, it's probably just, I thought he's just smoked it. And I was like, sod it, I'll just cast, sort of thing from there. Casted it and it landed straight in weed. And I was just kind of like pep talking myself a bit, saying to myself, like, for God's sake, Tom, stop being a little bitch all your life. Just just walk over there and put the rig on properly because you could probably walk the rig out. Do you know I mean? Make sure it's sitting flush and that. Mm-hmm. And I, I was I was like, come on, God's sake. So I'm like, started walking forward, walking forward. But at this point, I'm not looking at the stick anymore. I'm looking down now. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm like in danger a bit. So I'm like walking along, walking along. And as just as just the mist, oh, not the mist, sorry, the, the, the silk cloud is like thinned out a bit so I can actually see the bottom. I've just seen this gigantic mouth of a Welsh catfish. Like this thing, I kid you not, yeah, this thing must have been about fucking eight foot long. Do you know what I mean? So I've like looked at it, freaked out. Like it was almost like it, it like righted itself towards me as if it was like fucking common, man. Do you know what I mean? So like 
I've shit myself. And I've just, out of pure panic, the only thing I had in my hand was obviously my fishing rod. So I've like, just like, <laughs> just threw me rod at it, turned around and started legging it back to safe, like, safe land a bit. And uh, honestly, it was the most scariest thing ever. But the thing is like, have you ever seen that film 300? When like yeah. Spartacus, when Spartacus mm. is getting absolutely done over by a load of like Persians, uh, like shooting arrows at him. And he just does that one last bit of energy like, to throw his spear towards that geezer. Like, that's exactly what it was like, mate. Oh, instead of it, it weren't like, like a manly roar, it was like a girlish scream. I've just like freaked out, threw it on it and legged it. And like, I've sitting there having a minor panic attack thing. I need just got done over by a catfish. Because if you go over your waders or something like that, if you go over your waders, mate, you're stuffed. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, honestly, like, I don't understand how like, you see these people like doing these like mad. YouTube videos going out in boats and that chest waders. I'm like, that'd be my worst nightmare. Nice. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, don't do that. No. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's listening to this, yeah, please don't do that. It's dangerous, like stupidly dangerous. And like, so I've like legged it back to dry land in it, freaking out. Yeah, I'm like thinking, what the fuck just happened there, sort of thing. And I've like, do you know what? Sod it. Not even worth it. Went back straight back to bed in it. And like, I've set my alarm for like four o'clock in the morning, just when the sun's coming up. Thinking, right, I can do it during the day. It's a bit safer. And I've literally poked my head rod out of my head, head out the uh, the door of my bed of my uh, tent, and I can just see me rod poking dead straight up out of the water about ten yards off the stick, <laughs> where I've thrown the rod so hard it's like plugged itself in the silt. How the hell I didn't lose that rod, I will never know because like, my mentality was thinking, sod the rod, it's not even worth it. Do you know what I mean? And like I've got this like twelve foot fucking free spirit rod poking out the water, like thinking what the fuck was going on there. Do you know what I mean? Like. Like honestly, it was my scariest. I, I can't stand catfish. Like I'm not. I'm not like yeah. Scary situation, but yeah. Basically, them lines that I was getting. Um, yeah, were basically the catfish feeding on me bait, and it was its tail hitting the hitting the lines. <laughs> Did you catch one? You ever caught one? No, but that's the thing. I thought you used to say that. Literally about two weeks after that happened, a fella on the opposite bank. So like the opposite bank was only another sixty yards, so well in casting distance of that spot. He actually had a Welsh catfish and it was about, it was 42 pound, I think I saw on Facebook. Mm. So yeah, like that was a bit of a, bit of a, bit, a bit of a beast, put it that way. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, not my, yeah, not my proudest moment in the slightest because uh, yeah, I needed new, new waders after that to like, yeah, <laughs> shit myself. <laughs> Amazing. And this is, this is the same um, pit that you've been fishing recently, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the same, yeah, same pit. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a wicked water, like a wicked little reservoir near where I live. But it's a it's quite a cool little story though because um I went and I went to a primary school, like you could honest to God you could throw and stick you could throw stick a boilie and it would probably hit the school like it's that close to the lake, and like as a kid, uh, just normally like every other once in a while, me mum would me my mum and my family would walk around it after school sort of thing or like yeah like me. And a few of the other kids and my, and my mum and her friends sort of thing would all walk around it. And it was a, which actually probably leads me on to the, like my most recent capture there because it was like a, um, uh, what's it called? Um, I used to walk around it. Like imagine this, uh, like a little eight-year-old kid, like walking around this massive, like to, to, to an eight-year-old kid, it was like, it's like an inland sea, this like 78 for water. Like shit, well, any, any water, do you know what I mean? But like this one, was, like, it just looked enormous, like honestly. And uh as a kid, you're always like, obviously, parents being parents, you're always told, like, oh, yeah, stay away from the water's edge and all that lot. So, like, you obviously get that, that natural instinct to, like, 
think, oh, what's in there? Sort of thing. You don't think about drowning, do you know what I mean? You think, oh my God, what monsters in there? Do you know what I mean? Imagination goes wild as a kid, do you know, do you know what I mean? So uh, I was like, how can I put it? So like when I used to walk around this lake, I always used to think, oh, what monsters lived in there. And like, as my angling life began, obviously, because this was years and years before I even picked up a fishing rod, but that's the, that's the mad thing about it, though. It's almost like I had that like that angling instinct mm. before I'd even pick up picked up a rod or even knew about fishing. Do you know what I mean? Like it's almost like I always wanted to like know, be like be near water. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, but obviously growing up, like experiencing my angling world and all that lot, like catching a few here and there, sort of thing. Like this water, like that I knew lived that was only round the corner from my house. It was always like a bit daunting, a bit overwhelming, thinking, buddy, I'll never catch anything out of there. But I knew what actually was in there because um like, obviously um you hear stories like from the local anglers and things like that. But like, I remember one day walking around it and it was a fella called Sam Clare. Uh bit of a bit of a local face, do you know what I mean? Like he he smashes everywhere he goes, like do you know what I mean? He's a probably big name, a lot of big name down there, but if you know him, you know him sort of crack. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically I remember it clear as day because I remember walking around there like 14 and um, he had one of the 18 now this is obviously just before I got into fishing but like, oh, no, I knew about fishing but I weren't into, into it and I was there when he landed this massive flipping monster of a car and I can't remember the exact way of it but it's a fish called the Big Fully now this fish is such a nice carp it's and I, I, anyone who knows this fish can vouch for me it is probably the best fully fully scaled carp in the country. Like, it looks like a common. Like, it, it's it's immaculate. Do you know what I mean? This fish, and it's not one of them. Uh, no disrespect to like uh, to like the carp breeders or anyone who who like keeps carp who's listening to this. But like this like new strain of like carp, these mirror mm. carp that are literally perfect like so pretty but they almost just don't look real do you know what i mean it's like you look at them and think that's a proper trophy fish but it's almost like do, do, do you know it's a weird one but i like them and i don't do you know what i mean because they're just like too clean mm. like, too manufactured like, that's exactly yeah too too cloned and too manufactured to like to be this is what a perfect carp is do you know what i mean like these don't get wrong mate if i had a fish like that at 30 pound i'd be like bloody hell do you know what i mean but like mm. i like it, fish yeah, I, th I think, yeah, sorry, Tommy. I think like some some fish, you'd be like, fuck, that's, you look at it and it's like, it literally stirs something in your soul. It's yeah. perfect, but it, I don't want to sound cheesy and like a bit of a soak, but it's perfect because it's imperfect. You know, it's a bit like that's... gnarled. It's got like a like a scar. It's little things yeah. are withered itself. away. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, just, that's exactly it. it's unique. It's, it's, it's a unique thing. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's yeah. where you're going with it, isn't it? That's, that's exactly that's... it. Yeah, like it's like it's almost like the new generation of the no disrespect to him, but the Simo. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. that's exactly it. It's like the new generation and that. And it's it's don't get me wrong, I love mate, I love all fish. Do you know what I mean? Like any cup I catch, I fucking buzz off. Do you know what I mean? That's why I'm into it. Do you know what I mean? But mm. I don't know, but like getting back to that fully, it's it's not like that. Do you know what I mean? It is it's perfect, like you say, you said it perfect, it's perfectly imperfect. It's just a mint mint carp not clean though it's got scarred up it's got weathered all thin but it's got a tiny little head and a perfect little mouth and a perfect little tail do you know what i mean everything about it is just spot on and i basically i saw this fish as he landed it and i was i was with my mum and i was just like oh my god what is that and that fish is still in there and it comes out like once every three years like it's a proper rare visitor to the bank mm. and that fit if if i do have it that is but that's basically the main reason i've joined because like I've got so much sentimental, sentimental 
sentimental value there for me to catch a fish out of there. It's just like, do you know what I mean? I could catch a 40 anywhere else, but if I have a 20 pounder out of there, it would be three times the better, yeah. the more yeah. satisfaction. Do you know what I mean? Just because of the hit. Because for years, I looked at that water thinking, oh, that, this lake is just too hard for me. Like, do you know what I mean? But like, obviously, as you get older and more experienced, you become more confident in what you can do in that. Like, this this lake is like, after, uh, it used to be like a football pitch, just thick weed. Do you know what I mean? Like, proper. And the thing is, though, like, you could, back in the day, you could have, you could be on there for about four days wouldn't see another angler because so many people were just like, nah, Pro- proper angler. Like back in the day, proper, proper, what I call proper anglers would fish it. Do you know what I mean? Like set traps like four days because they know full well by the time you've located the fish, you've gone back to get your gear, come back from them, they've gone already. Do you know what I mean? They're so hard to find in there. And uh, yeah, basically that's what I'm on now. And um, I actually had one of the A team the other day and it was, <laughs> I'll tell you another thing as well after this one, but like when I basically this fish, yeah, well, I've heard different things about it. I've heard that basically there's four linears in there. There's like the half lin, the perfect lin, drop scale, and the one-sided lin. Now, I don't know if that's just a confusion thing or what, but basically the linear that I had, I heard from the bail- head bailiff, the owner of the lake, that he said to me that fish hasn't been, that this is the sixth time it's been out. Which, so it's a which one is this? It, this is called the, the, the one-sided lin or the three-quarter lin, they call it. And, yeah, basically, this hasn't been out in years. Like, last time it came out was about three or four years ago sort of thing. Like, from this is all from knowledge that I don't really know myself because, like I say, I only joined it a few weeks ago, a few months ago. So I don't really know the history of like, what it is and that. But, yeah, basically what happened was is um went round done, uh, with a lake that big. You've got this location, this cage, you know what I mean, with any lake that is, you know what I mean, like, the fish aren't peggy. Do you know when you go on some lakes, it's like, oh yeah, fish peg one, oh yeah, fish peg five, you'll have a load out. Like, oh yeah, mate, there's no such thing as that. Like, they they are they could be on one side of the lake or the other, or dead center. And yeah, proper water. Uh, yeah, proper, mate. You've got to put your graft in, mate. Honestly, if you ain't sweating, you ain't doing it right. So, like, I've walked around there and and I've located a few of them. Literally, not not, not loads. Like, there was five in there and I could identify two of them. And it was the, the big ghosty and the chocolate orange. Uh, for, for obvious reasons, they stand out like sort of fun. But there was another, there was another little group. Uh, there was another three or four of them, and they were just cruising on the top. And I was like, I obviously fought fast. I was like, right, grab, grab your little scope rod or your little stalking rod quickly, and get a bit of bread because they're obviously keen on that. And uh, sorry, not that I started off on a big ball of maggot. And I was wading out, wading out as much as I could because the fish ain't spooky on there. Because I've seen it before. Like I've, I was sat in a bay. Uh, sorry, just a note. Yeah, this is a nature reserve around it, so you get a lot of people walking around it. Like Public bikers, access. Bikers. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just saw this group of kids launch this massive stone at one of the car. Obviously, helped me out a bit because <laughs> there was a lot more of them than me, sort of things. So I kept recall of it, but this fish didn't move. It was not phased in the slightest. Mm. It almost like it was like it kind of like backed off a bit. I was thinking almost like yeah, you missed that you little prick. Do you know what I mean? Like so, like I'm like wading out, and these fish just weren't spoken of me, but they were keeping their distance. So like I started off a ball of maggot and I was casting at them and they I was brushing it past their heads and they just weren't interested at all. Like, well, the ones I was casting at and buzzed in. I was like, right, stop this. Go back to my barrel and get a slice of bread. So I stuck a little, uh, little like slow sinking bit of bread. And by the time I come back to the water, they were gone. But then I saw two little brown marks that were just slightly stood out. And basically it was these two carp swimming mega slow. So I like dipped the bread in the water to give it a bit of weight and I've casted at it. 
and it's landed just short of them, but they did not. Carp, the thing is though, with uh, with Carp, yeah, well, from my experience and my friend Jake Hughes, he's a proper bait expert. Me and him talk about this all the time, like especially with like high vis hook baits, like the fish know they're there. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the carp eat can sense um, bloodworm poo in five inches of silt. Do you know what I mean? They know that a pop up's there. Do you know what I mean? They're fully aware of it. So when I've casted this rig about eight foot short of them, I knew full well that they could see it. They knew it was there. And basically minutes later, I could still see it because it stood out like a sore thumb, a bit white on like grey silt. And this common's come towards it, but it hasn't spoke off a bit. It just like looked there and thought, nah, I don't want any of that. And I swam off a bit. And as it, uh, uh, as it swam off, this mirror carp, well, I didn't know it was a mirror carp at the time, has just made a beeline for it. And it wanted that bread so much, yeah, that its tail was lifted out of the water. It nosedived on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it proper wanted it. And I was like, right, I'm not going to cast just yet because just before that, uh, a fish, I thought a fish uh, had it had the bait in its mouth and it didn't. I struck anyways and basically it spoked off. So I was like, right, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm just going to wait for it to like probably get in this gob before uh, before striking. So like at this point, the water's clouded up and I'm just watching the line. And it's like done a tiny little list pull, like a little twit, like a little twig. And at that stage, I knew it had it in its mouth. Do you know what I mean? So I've like literally picked up into the rod and all of a sudden the fish is off. Like it's gone like proper grinding little clutch, mate. It's spun off for like, and I'm playing it, I'm playing it. But obviously this is the, the second fish I've ever hooked out this lake. And I am bricking it because I've I've lapped this lake so many times I could literally I could notice a leaf out of place. Do you know what I mean? Like I've walked it so many times, and I had so many opportunities to get on fish, but obviously with other anglers involved and me also not having a membership at the time, I couldn't fish for them. So I had this one opportunity, this one chance that like I've got. Them. And yeah, so I'm, I'm hooked into this fish and I am shaking like a leaf, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like no, no other place I've fished before. Like, I've been to France fishing for like 60 pounders and things like that. And I've never been this nervous. Like, do you know what I mean? Having boat battles with massive carp and that. And I've never been this nervous to like land in the fish. And I've got 12 pound line on and this, this lake's weedy as anything. But it's just kept on going and going. And it's just made like a big, um, a big arch, basically. Like it hasn't taken a lot of line it did on the first run, but it just kept on going round to me left and left. And I was just steering it, steering it. And I've literally looked back, my net's behind me. I've grabbed it, thrown it forward. And I'm like playing this fish as best as I could in the water. And yeah, it's, it's on the surface now and it's like gulping for air. It's pushing water out of its mouth and the net's just got drowned underneath it. And do you know when people be like, oh, they do a little celebration, like, I'll fucking get in and all that lot. Like, I literally just, I collapsed to my knees. You know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't like an emotional moment. Do you know what I mean? It sounds a bit soppy in it like I was so buzzing about having this fish in the bar in there because I've like I say I've lapped this lake hundreds of thousands of times and I finally and I've missed opportunities to get on fish or I've lost calf and things like that and so to have one of these residents in the bottom one there was probably up there one of the best fishing experiences of my life because like I say I've wanted a carp out of here and or I've wondered what's in there since the age of eight, do you know what I mean? I'm 24 now, do you know what I mean? So that's like 14 years. Like I've tried to like, 14 years, a bit more now, I think I don't have a massive pre-off. Uh, wanting the carp out of it, do you know what I mean? So like, but like <clears throat> as, as anglers, when you get so, so sucked into a water, you make you fall asleep thinking about what's in there. Do you know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you probably like manifestate 
about catching a calf out of a certain lake and that's basically what I've gone through. I'm so, I'm so happy to have a fish out there, out there. And the first person I called was like, well, my mum and dad, straight away. I was like, oh, yeah, straight away. Oh, they, were, they, they were <laughs> more, they were lovely, more happy. They are logic, proper stopping. And they were, and they, they were more buzzing about it for me because they were like, because they knew how much this water meant to me. They yeah. knew how much I wanted to catch one out of there and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, so like I called them fucking like I was buzzing, mate. Honestly, I was so happy, but I'm low balling it, mate. I could have cried, I was happy. And I've called up my mate Ross, and then I've called up loads of people, and then I'm like, yeah, sweet. And then I'm like, shit, I need someone down here to take some photos for me. And like, I've, uh, I'm, it's typical, isn't it? Like, you get all those boys, all your mates, and that, and they're like, oh, yeah, if you ever have anything, let me know, let me know, I'll come straight yeah. out of the camera. Well, they I'm fuck. Like, yeah, do you know <laughs> what I mean? I emptied my fucking phone book trying to get older people, and they were like, oh, I'm working, oh, no, I'm fishing there, I'm fishing there. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I feel like saying, are you bankers? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, so, like, I finally, I've called my mate Ben, who's uh, got a tackle shop up in uh, Winnegon City called Oakwoodang. Wicked, wicked shop if anyone's around there. Like, they know exactly what it's like. And honestly, if, oh. if you're after something, mate, they'll get it to your door within two days. Um, and uh, he was like, I can't do it, mate. But give me two seconds, mate. I'll sort it out for you. And I was like, legend. But at this point, I haven't, I haven't even looked at the bottom of the net because it's so silty there. I can't even see the fish, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm using a well deep net, like just purely out of excitement. I've just started calling people. To, I, mean, I haven't even looked at my prize yet. <laughs> so like my mate Ben's coming back. He's like, right, Simon's going to come down for you. He's a geezer I've known for years. And I didn't think of it like, because he's obviously got family now I think, and he's a mechanic. I thought I'd be well too busy. He won't be bothered, do you know what I mean? And he's bailed me up straight away. And he's like, yeah, I'm coming down now for you, mate. I'm like, sick, here we go. So like, hang the phone up. I'm like, then it just like the penny dropped a bit. I was like, shit, I haven't even looked at this fish yet. So I've like, I've rolled the mesh back in the water and I've looked at it. I'm like, fucking hell. It's like, oh, that's a linear. I was like, oh, it's one of the smaller linears. Cause... <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was a bream for a minute. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Like, it's a tench. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. imagine all that. It ends up being like plastic. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I've looked at it. I went, oh, it's one of the linears. And I was like, oh, it's, it's definitely one of the smaller ones because it's only like a mid 20. Like, Totally unaware of what the hell I've just heard. So cool. And, uh, and I thought, oh, right, it's definitely one of the big ones because they're like 30 plus or 40 plus. And I, was, uh, I know that there's a, a handful of small linears in here that are probably just as rare, but just not as big. And uh, so that's it. And I'm just, I'm just basically just enjoying being in the water with this fish. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just waiting for mate to come down. And uh, Alan, the uh, head bailiff, comes around. And he's like, oh, you got one of you, mate. And I was like, yeah. And he kind of knew what he, again, he knew exactly what I was after and what I wanted once to have it. So he was buzzing for me. And he goes, oh, what one of you at? And I was like, oh, it's one of the little linears. He went, bloody hell, they've been out for years. So like, we're sitting there chit chatting that whilst the fish is in the water. Like, generally, you do that typical, like, sailing the flag net pose. Do you know what I mean? Like, you plug the butt, <laughs> of, the, uh, butt of the net in the silt. Yeah, I was not risking that at all, mate. I had this net firmly in my grip my, my reel and my rod are underneath the water mate i couldn't give a shit about what's going on there mate i'm like vice <laughs> gripping this net so like yeah 20 minutes past and we make side walks down i'm like yeah sweet here we go and well uh unplugged the net rolled it down the mesh and that and uh i've started proceeded to walk towards the bank towards the boys and that they've literally sorted out the map for me already i didn't even leave the water and i was like that's got some weight to it and like and as i'm walking towards the mat Alan said, he goes, are you sure that's one of the small linears? I was like, yeah, I think so. And he pulled out the mesh and he's looked at it. He went, mate, that's not one of the small linears. That's one of the, like, one of the top A team. And I went, is it? And I've looked down there. I was like, it's only like, well, it looked massive at first. <laughs> but like, uh, and he said, yeah, that's, that's the three-quarter lid, which is 
uh, then he said to me, guys, it's only been out like three times, mate, which does make total sense considering that like, everyone on there fishes like boilies, pellets, hemp seed and all that lot. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I've, caught, I've caught this fish on a bit of bread. Like, do you know what I mean? It's probably something that's never seen before. Like, do you know what I mean? So that's probably why I caught it. And I've pulled back and he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, you've had the free quarter in. So he weighed it and it's gone ounces, ounces under 30 pounds. Now, this fish, last time it came out was about 38 pounds. And I think it's gone, it's gone over 40 in the winter. So, like, I had it a proper, proper low weight. It, it weren't like an unhealthy weight. It was, it was a bit battered, do you know what I mean? But it was just... It's one of them ones, in it? Like, it's, it was just, it's just emptied its spawn. But, like, my mate said to me, like, oh, that's, it could be dying. I was like, no, nah, not a chance. Because it's like, oh, I mean, if you think about it, think about it, like yeah. a, um, a 20 pound female, do you know what I mean? It drops its eggs. That's lost about five pounds, do you know what I mean? That's a quarter of its body weight, essentially. Do you know what I mean? So, for a big 40 pounder to like lose about 10 pounds of its weight uh, due to spawning, I think that's quite normal. Yeah, it's probably a bit. It- yeah, to an extent, a bit. That's why I was looking at it, but it didn't look. Do you know what I mean you can you can tell when a fish is ill, mate? It's like losing its color a bit. It just doesn't look right. Do you know what I mean? But this fish was perfectly healthy. It was normal or anything, and yeah, I, I was just wasn't unlucky to call it. Not the slightest, man. Uh, I was just yeah, a bit unfortunate not to have it as top weight. But who cares? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's irrelevant, mate. It it, that's it exactly really it, yeah. is irrelevant. Yeah, you caught that fish. That's the thing. That's I mean, exactly it. Mm. Is it is this the the latest one on your Instagram? That's the three quarter lin. That's the three quarter lin. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it looks... honestly, it's an absolute barrel of a carp, mate. Like proper underslung mouth, but it's got a big black pupil on it. So like, it's a proper black eyed bit. Like it's a proper like, it's a gnarly little character. Do you know what I mean? Like, and definitely was on my list of what to have. Mm. But for like, I was so fixated on like what I wanted to have that. My like my first ever fish out there. It's like proper, proper good going. Do you know what I mean? So, it, it looks perfect, mate. It looks well to me. It looks well proportioned. I mean, yeah, it, that's it, exactly it. Yeah, it's definitely a female, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, big yeah. old female. Like yeah. been, that fish is is I can guarantee is a lot older than me. Most of the A team in there are over forty years old. Mm. Like they are old as the hills in there, mate. Honestly, proper proper ninety fish, bro. Just, Mainly the reason why I love fishing there so much, yeah. you know what I mean? But like the locals who are probably going to listen to this, like Mason, they know exactly what water is just for respect and that. Like I can't drop the name, but yeah, it is a, it's, it's an awesome, awesome water. And uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, if, like, to open my account on the lake after, well, that's the thing. I like every other angler, mate. I had a spring plan, do you know what I mean? I was going to hit that lake right, do it how I wanted to do it. And obviously with COVID, uh, like every every angler, right. yeah, that plan was so uh, so yeah. dwindled and went away. Do you know what I mean? So to have one on there on like me third proper proper session on there is yeah fucking well happy mm. with what I had. Like very really happy. But uh, the reason I dropped a little reference earlier about like the second carp I've ever hooked, right? Um, basically, I went stalking there one day because that's proper my style of fishing. Like because um, obviously I work during the week like everyone else does. I can only fish once a week if I can, if I'm lucky. Do you know what I mean? Like most of the times, I work most weekends because yeah, I just save money and buy what buy more fishing gear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like I'll, if I'm lucky, I'll get uh, a weekend's worth of fishing if I can. That's if I'm not seeing my friends or anything like that. So like basically in the evenings, especially this time of year, because it gets darker like ten o'clock at night. Do you know what I mean? So um, most of those uh, during the week, I'm walking the lake. Do you know what I mean? Walking away with the with the rucksack, my mat, and my rod. And in one of the bays, I've managed to find, well, what I thought was a handful of carp. Once I got in the water, half the stock was in there. It was black with them, and I didn't even realise. 
So like, I've walked around this bay, and it's really funny, because once you know what to look for, locating carp is easy, it's piece of piss. Once you, once you know exactly what to do, it's like anything, it's easy. But, so I'm walking around, and I, I'm, I've noticed from the other side of this bay that the coot, there was a coot's nest on it. And what gave the game away was when, when coots and other birds and all that, when they've got young, youngers with them, like little chicks and that, they are in, like, like we are, do you know what I mean? They're incredibly protective. And this coot was looking down for like swimming at a really quick weight. It was, it was basically looking at this carp and telling it to shush. And it kept on like running towards it and then stopping again, running towards it and stopping. But it had his head down the whole way. It was obviously, it was going for something, which was, which was a carp. And it kept on doing it. It kept on going back to the nest. It would do like a, uh, like a 360 around the nest. And then it will jump at another car. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was going absolutely mad. And I was thinking, there's something over there. So I've literally legged it around there, got around there, and one of the ghosties in there stood like a sore thumb in the weed. And then once you saw that one, you saw another car, and another car, and another car, and another car. Mate, half the stock was in there. So like, I'm like, right, here we go. So I've crept in. I've gone, walked through these lily beds, hoping that, like, oh, if I'm stood amongst the lilies, <laughs> my legs kind of look like lady ropes do you know what I mean it's a bit less <laughs> suspicuous do you know what I mean yeah it doesn't do justice yeah it doesn't do justice so, uh, so like yeah I'm, I piss a lot of anglers off because I like walking in the lakes and stalking them that way do you know what I mean but it works um, so like, but like this is the thing I didn't have waders on I've just gone straight in there with my feet I've just t- kicked my shoes off me, uh, put my shorts on I've just gone swimming basically looking for these carp uh, and basically now I'm stood amongst these carp and these fish are like like how can I put it? these now these are carp that get angled for do you know what I mean they should be spooky but carp are so curious they're such curious creatures like I've had it loads of times and like once they see disturbance they they come they're and there. investigate yeah they're there yeah do you know what I mean and now I'm, <clears> of course like, I've kicked up all this water not not literally amongst them I'm on like the very very like near edge of them do you know what I mean I'm nowhere near them essentially like I'm about like three four rod lamps away from them but like they've noticed all this silk kicking up and they, well, like I say, I was like four rod lamps through. They've come straight out to my feet. And I've got, I've got like these 30 pounders and 40 pounders like swimming in amongst my legs. And I could name all the A team that were in there. There was a few, few of them missing, but like there was, there, I had chocolate orange in there. I had the big ghosty. I had uh, two of the linears in there. I had the, uh, the one I dearly wanted. That came out for a bit, the big fully. I saw that clear as day because it came towards me. And then, uh, not, it didn't spoke, but it just went, the opposite direction really quickly you could just see all the scales just separate where it just bent round do you know what I mean like it was obvious which one it was and this fish is like four foot long as well like you couldn't miss it it's like freaking massive massive carp honestly I can't wait to get out on and uh, so like I'm, I'm seeing all these carp and then plus on top of that loads of other 30s that haven't been named and all this like and I'm sitting there amongst it and that and basically what I'm about to tell you is well, I can tell it. I'm not one for like boasting about like lost fish and all that because it's not the most the most best thing you want to talk about. But uh, only literally like three people know about this, and so like yeah, it's, it was age ages ago. This was, uh, but basically I'm sitting there amongst this water, and the big fully shot off. The linear has gone away, but the ghosties are still there. Now the ghosties are part of the 18. I know some people don't like ghosties, and I still don't understand why. Like you see them people that are like, oh yeah, the Orientals they don't count if you have them. It's like mate, the bloody bright flipping white do you know what I mean the bright white mad colours and that why wouldn't you want one do you know what I mean in your diary so uh, uh, and basically I've started fishing for them and I'm like casting this ball of maggot out and 
no wonder this fish very rarely comes out. It just weren't interested at all. Not interested in sight. So I, I'm casting that it, trying to get it as close as I can, just to basically, it's just to grab it. Do you know what I mean? It weren't having it. And I started reading in, and I'm picking off all the weed, all the silkweed that's like off the earth and that. And I've like, something towards me right, it's just caught me eye. And I've looked right, and like, I've just seen this little carp head poking out the weed. I'm thinking, cool, which one's that? Do you know what I mean? Like, freaking out, another fish is in there still. Like, this fish is like eight foot away from me. It hasn't spoke yet. And the reason I said little head ugh, comes in, it's obvious right now, but like, it's basically, because of the disturbance, it's just ever so slightly, tiny, tiny bit, bit by bit, slightly crept out of the weed. And this fish has just got wider and wider and wider and wider. And I'm thinking, what the hell is that like? Like a submarine. It, it, do, they, do you really get those proper big carp that are just, they know that they're the queen of the pond. Mm-hmm. And they, they almost swim off with arrogance. Do you know what I mean? They're like, I'm not scared of you. I'm just going to keep walking, doing my thing. Do you know what I mean? It was like that, mate. This thing waddled out of the, uh, just out of this weed. And it, it just got, like I say, they're so thick set, this fish. It became really obvious which one it was. And it was called the, the drop belly common or the big belly common and the reason it was so over is because you could literally see the white amongst its skin where the scales are separated because it's that fat like this fish is massive now this fish comes out well i don't actually know how many times it comes out but like single figures do you know what i mean this it's the it's the king or queen of the pond do you know what i mean this fish has probably come out like four times in its entire existence like it's proper, proper rare, this one. And I've just seen it there, and I'm thinking, I've got to go for that. Even though I've got 12-pound line fishing in very thick weeds, <laughs> I'm going to go for it. Because <laughs> um, So I've literally picked all the last bits of weed off, and I've just flicked at it and fucked the cast up massively. So I reeled back in, picked all the weed off again, done it again. I had done this about five times. This fish hasn't spoke once. Like, it almost like it knew what he was doing. It was always waiting for me. It was like, are you ever going to get good casting, mate? Do you know what I mean? But the reason why I kept on like, messing up the cast because it was like the wind was hacking into this bay and it had really, really tall, I don't know what type of weed it is. I think it's called onion weed or something like that. Really weak weed. Yeah. It ain't thick rooted or anything like that. But it was because of the wind. It was like slumping over. And it was basically, you couldn't get to the bottom because the hook would just get snarled up in the weed. So I kept on going and going and going. I kept on missing. And I've done this one cast and I could just see this bit ball of red just kept on sinking and sinking and sinking. I was like, holy shit, it's actually got past the weed. And it's landing on the thing. And I, could, I, I lost sight of the bowl of maggot, but I could see that the carp was looking at it. And I could see it ever so slightly just creep out of the weed. And it's, it's, it was known full well. Obviously, I could see it because it was close to the surface. But as it was drifting forward, it was almost sinking. It was going for that maggot. Do you know what I mean? It was slowly ever so slightly creeping down towards the maggot. And I, lost, I didn't lose sight of the carp. I could just see the rest of its tail. And like, literally a couple bubbles popped up where its head was and the lines twitched. I knew, exactly, I knew it had it in its gold. I've just lifted up into it and this fish had just charged. Like you wouldn't believe it. It's like, it almost didn't know it was hooked for the first two seconds. It was like, fun, fun. And then, like it, bloody just, it just went, like, I was fishing a size eight hook. Cause like, I don't know about you guys, but like when I fish free line, maggot or anything, a size six, a size six or a size four. Like I know you're fishing for big carp in weedy waters, but like the fish just don't go for them. Like mm. obviously the carp, the carp go for <clears throat> maggots, red maggots because they think it's blood red, and obviously because they like maggots, they munch it all the time. Do you know what I mean? But that's like the that's the main reason why red maggots is used so much because it looks like their natural food and wiggles and it just kicks into their animal instinct based food. But like. 
a bloodworm doesn't weigh a bloodworm doesn't weigh the same size as like a size four hook because that's a bit of weight. Do you know what I mean? Like I know it's a, I know it's just a hook, but in the grand scheme of things, these carp are used to feeding on bloodworm and natural foods that weigh literally nothing in the water, and they're picking up a bit of milk. Do you know what I mean? The fish just don't even go for it for half the time. If they think they're sinking too slow or something like that, and I know you can like adjust it with a bit of foam and things like that, but it's just unnatural. Like I've got a lot more bites fishing smaller hooks, fishing that start of fishing than I do big hooks. Like it's it's just a it's just a thing I do now. I don't even look at it now. Do you know what I mean? I'll just just do it. And um, yeah, so like this size hook, this size eight hook barbs choddy hook is like I know it's nailed, and it's just going and it's just charging, charging, charging. And the thing that made me and basically long story short I, I didn't have a net with me like it was still on the bank and i'm like 15 yards into the water now so i'm like walking towards the net without putting too much tension on it although it is a small sharpened hook it does pop out it can pop out it's just a small hook and so i'm like paying line out with the addition of tension to like keep that bend in the bend in the rod whilst the fish is still doing its thing so I'm like paying off line using the clutch, trying to get to me rods. And I've like grabbed hold of the rod, thrown it forward. <laughs> but my net hasn't got a net float on it where it did. It does now after this whole freaking, freaking part, uh, blah, blah. Um, so like I've chucked the net forward and I'm concentrating on the fish. It's still on. It's still on. It's still thudding away. And I'm like, right, it's going over there. I've got to go after it. And I've looked down, the net sunk. And I'm like, no. So I'm like trying to keep tension. I'm digging around in the silt, digging around in the silt. And I could feel the fish is stuck in some weed. I was like, right, here's my chance a bit to fucking try and find this one. I'm kicking about, managed to grab the net. And I just didn't even think. I just chucked that net over my net in my head. And I'm like reeling in this fish. And I'm like, right, it's weeded up, but it's slowly coming. So like, and like it's it's slow, ever so slow. You can feel the, do you know when you feel the weed, the weed just like twitching, like dip, 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 where it's just like the fish is slowly coming free. And it's done that. It's just done one slightly bigger twitch. And like, here we go. It's like, yes, moving forward, moving forward sort of thing. And I'm like, really in slowly. And it's like, I've had it loads of times, especially with like, well, old carp, really. Uh, once it gets a bit of weed over its head, it's just like, I'm in a sack of shit. And it? it's just like, they come, you almost pray that it's got weed over its head because you know it's not going to put up a fight now. So I'm like, I'm really in, really in. It's just coming in like a dead weight. And I'm thinking, touch, here we go. So like, I know exactly which fish this is. And I'm shaking like a leaf. Right? Like, I'm. I'm down to my pants, mate. Like, do you know what I mean? In silty water, my me feet are carped and like you should have seen my feet after I got out of the water. They were pissing blood because of the amount of like zebra mussels I've stepped on. Do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, it was horrible. So like I'm reading this fishing and I've like and I'm like, something came right here. And, like it's gone about 40 yards now. So I'm like thinking this is coming in way too easy. And I've like kept pumping it, kept pumping it. I've just reeled in this big ball of wave. And yeah, I was basically hot, but I was I could have sat there in the water like and could have cried because I was so gutted that I just lost the, the biggest carp in that pond. Like a fish has gone out well over 45 pounds and like very rarely gets caught. Like this is in fact, without putting a name on it, this is this carp here is rarer than the Birdfield common. I know that's like a 60 plus common, like the, the ultimate prize in carp fishing in my eyes, but like this fish has come out less times and it's probably just as old. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And how how much is it fished for? Quite a lot. Like you absolutely like you a few of the uh, I know a few of the sticky boys have fished it. Uh, mm. Haven't actually caught it. One of them has, but it, it, it's heavily pressured. This this fish has been around the blocks for years. Amazing. Amazing. But it's almost like it, it's really, really yeah. It's really, it's a, it's a strange one. Do you want to get some like it just it always used to turn it. It just turns its you just know it full well it turns its nose down. 
at boilies. It only feeds on naturals. And it's quite amazing that, well, it's like the, it's like the Black Mirror that Steve Briggs had out of the mirror. That fish got that big feeding on naturals. And that's exactly, that's exactly the same case as this carp here. Like it's, it's gone that many years without getting caught and it's got that big feeding on bloodworm and snail and cactuses and all sorts. Mm. It, it's, it's something incredible. Do you know what I mean? It, and it's, it's, in, it's on the list of so many anglers. And the lake has got massively busy recently, like in the past couple of years. Like it has got, I've noticed it myself. Like it's gone from like only a select handful of anglers fishing it to every man and his dog in the local area has now got a ticket. Reasons why I don't know, because it was a 50-man syndicate. Like, and I, there is a lot more than 50 people who have got a ticket on there now. So, yeah, so basically, like, I lost this fish. Uh, I know exactly which one it is. And, yeah, heartbroken, mate. So, to catch that linear and for it to be one of the 18 was double satisfying because, like, I had that shitter of a day mm. that day and mm. I didn't give up. And, yeah, the moral of the story is, is yeah, like, no matter how sh- how much you want to cry and give up you just can't do you know what I mean if you if you've got a target it's like anything in life isn't it do you know what I mean like even if you like if you want to get somewhere it's not like handed to if you like not everything's handed to you do you know what I mean you've got to graft do you know what I mean and that lake is such a demanding water like I think it's got a circumference of about um, two miles maybe a mile and a half I think if you walk the full length of it mm-hmm. like I was in a peg that they've called the sluice because there's a big sluice that comes into it which is right on the other side of the lake. And I weren't confident there. So I've packed up all my gear, walked all the way around. And so basically, I've just, li- well, basically, I literally walked a mile with fully stacked with gear to go fish a peg. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that sort of demanding water. Do you know what I mean? You've got to put the graft in to get the fish. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's basically where I'm fishing at the moment. I'm putting a long, very long winded way of answering that question. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so essentially where I'm fishing at the moment and, yeah, it's my start of fishing, do you know what I mean? Like you get it's like any hard water, do you know what I mean? You get people that come on thinking like giving it the old Charlie Big Potatoes, mm-hmm. thinking they're gonna empty the place and it just spits them back out and it basically with <laughs> <laughs> they run up with their tails between the legs, do you know what I mean? So like it's like, yep. People come Mate. up and be like, Yeah, I'm gonna do a paid campaign <laughs> on there and I'll just smash it up and all this stuff, and then they don't see them again. Like it's like everything like, mate, like I'm listening to you. I'm like, fuck, I know where this lake is because <laughs> I came down to see yeah, you. Yeah, no, exactly. And I'm like, shit, maybe I should be trying to fish for this fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, honestly, mate, uh, if you get, mate, I think he's adding out tickets like they're nothing. But yeah, honestly, yeah. I'd highly recommend getting a ticket, mate, because it is. But it's the weird day. So you will get so many shit days on there, but it kind of just eagers you to do more. It's like, so I'm like, nah, I'm going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think especially where you live, mate, it's worth the journey, 100%. Well, I mean, yeah. When you say that it's, it's like that, there's a that there's the like the the main fish that you're after, you know, is you're basically saying it comes out less than the the Burfield Common, and it's you know, it, yeah, hundred percent got that kind of kudos and blah 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 blah. If if that's and I'm not that I'm doubting you, but even if the a fraction of that is true, I'm like fuck. I feel yeah. like I should be fishing for that. I know where the water is. It's that's the thing, mate. It's a it, mm. that's exactly it mate it's a very under the radar water like it's, it's one of them waters if you know about it you know about it you know what I mean like, and, there, and there, uh, by I'm the way there'll be over... there'll be some people listening to this that will know exactly where it is just to let you know Tommy so oh yeah 100% there, there's a lot <laughs> of listeners be, so... can't be throwing one out incriminating yourself <laughs> but right? yeah I'm not name dropping it but uh, yeah proper yeah. mate but it's a uh, like, but like I say this is the um, it's it's a proper wicked water do you know what I mean I love it to pieces and, I, and even once I've had well 
the big like the one the main prize the one out there it's one of them I'm still gonna have a ticket because there's so many other fish on there that are just bang it absolutely yeah. unreal like don't get me wrong I, I'm there's a lot of anglers out there that are proper like oh yeah once I've had that I want to empty the the A team and I won't be and I won't stop it's almost like they if they catch one of the other carp, they almost like feel disappointed not they haven't got it. Like, I'm mm, not like that. I, no, Rob, no. Rob Hutchinson said it absolutely perfectly in one of his books. They're like, like with any journey, you've got to stop and smell the roses. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's the build up to that capture that makes it a wicked capture. Like, I'm going to be funny. If I had that fish straight away, like, although I'm gutted I lost that carp, if I had it straight away, I'd have been like, oh, not really much, much of a story I'm behind that. Do you know what I'm I mean? I'm the same. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, yeah, mate. Like, you feel yeah. like you haven't hurt it and then you've got a downer on it and then you just, it fucking clouds it. That's the exactly it. it. Yeah. Clouds it. Yeah. I've had it. It really does. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. And like, you need, it, it, it basically makes what could be a really long story a bloody fucking like a four letter like sentence. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, found it, caught it. Like, like there's no, it's just, like, for I like the fact that I've lost well. it because, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I think, it's a, it's a funny one. Like, it's a, oh, how can I put it? Like, uh, it's like anything in life. Like, what, I mean, if you, if you go out your way to like do anything in life and you get it straight away, it, it doesn't make it less rewarding. It just makes you like, well, meh. Like, you know, like, oh, this is my kind of like really weird philosophy on life. Yeah. I want as many stories to tell my grandchildren about. Like, that's what I dream about. Do you know what I mean? Having my grandson on my knees and like telling about all these like mad fishing stories and he just looks at me and thinks, what the hell is this old kid waffling on about? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, like it's like it's definitely like I want that fish in the album. I want most of those fish in my album, and I want a mad story to go with it. Like it's like, don't get me wrong. I know everyone goes fishing for their own reasons. Like I've got nothing against these certain waters. Like I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna badmouth them. But like places like uh, RH Fisheries and Linear, absolutely stuffed to the brim with big carp, and people go down there. And like this is what I like. I love fish. I love all aspects of fishing. Like if you. Oh, to be fair, mate, like I saw it the other day, like on one of the uh, syndicates I'm part of, like I'm on their Facebook group. A fellow went on there and had like an eight pound breed, and he was holding it with such pride and buzzing off his tits about it. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I love about it. It's like that's that's to me, he's fishing. Like you'd be so happy with anything you caught, but like this is the thing. I know it's a re- I'm going on a mad tangent right now, but like uh, a bit of a rant. But like the one thing I can't stand about these certain bits of carp fishing is like people go on these waters like, like I say that are filled with big carp and they walk <laughs> away with it with like such arrogance like yeah I'm like yeah no I'm just fucking like like all this lot and it's like thinking that they're better than someone else like yeah I know fishing like you can be better than some people you can cast firm and whatever you can do whatever you want like better than someone else like, I understand that but like if you're purely just going to these waters that hold big carp just for your ego boost or just for, just for the front of saying yeah, I've had 13, 30s, yeah, I've had a few 30, 40s and all this, like, just, just, like, and it's just, like, like, to me, that's not right, do you know what I mean? It's just, like, well, fucking hell, mate, anyone could do that, do you know what I mean? Like, to me, what makes a, a catch so brilliant is the story behind it, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, te- like, good prime person, Terry Earn, he could literally tell me about how he caught his 10-pounder with such detail, and I'll be like that, like, like, absolutely fucking, like, want to listen to that story again, do you know what I mean? But, like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no build up to a capture like this, like with them sort of waters. Which I don't get nothing against. Like, do you know what I mean? It's bloody mate. Them sort of waters, mate. They're <laughs> they're like they're like super lakes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh, big carp. It's like that's just not my style of fishing. If that as as weird as that sounds, I just ain't. Like, I love captures. Like, I've got 
mega, mega stories behind it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like how you lost the cup and then like four years later, you caught it again. And it's just like, it just makes it all the sweeter. Like that to me is, that's that's where I get my buzz from. Do you know what I mean? So mm. if I did, like I say, if I did want to call that carp straight away, it, yeah, it would have been wicked. It would have been absolutely outstanding. Best fishing moment of my life probably. But I soon would have realised like, crap, like, I kind of wish I had that at a later time. Like, Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, mate. As weird I, I as that sounds, it. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I think, yeah, it's it's you. You got to do it for yourself, like. And and anyone listening to this, hundred percent. I I don't want it. Uh, I I don't. I don't want it to be like a like an elitist thing. I don't want to alienate anyone. You go fishing. Nah, sod that. Whatever freaking reason you want, you want to go and catch, you know, single yeah. figure pasties all day. That's fucking awesome. Go and do that. Don't mate. I that. wish, I wish I got a buzz, like a massive buzz out of catching yeah. pasties all day. Because then, then that's what I'll do. Do you know what I mean? But like, that's what I say. Like, I, I totally agree with you. I don't want to like, uh, like, have this mad like tunnel vision yeah. of like, oh yeah, if you fish this water, you're something. Mm-hmm. So nothing like that at all. Like, that's not what I'm all about at all. If you if you get that much of a buzz from catching mad fish, fair play to you, but. The I see it all the time that people go to these waters and they catch these bit and they, they think they're better than you. That's what I don't like about carp mm. fishing is the arrogant mm. side of it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, no, don't knock someone because you've had X amount of 30s from this water. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, people say that, like, I see it all the time. Like, oh, I just want to beat my PB and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, fair play, beat your PB. But like, you're smashing the water that you're on. Right? You've had like the, the biggest fish out of there. Like, mm-hmm. if, you were, if you put that sort of scenario on a different water that had 540s on it, you would have had them five boys. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. Like, um, they say that big fish make a better angler. No, that's not so. It's it's, a, it's about the venues that you go to, and if you can fish it twice as hard and fish it right, and you catch them big and down it, then you, you've you've succeeded. Do you know what I mean? Like, people get so down about like fishing lakes that are, like the biggest fish in there is like 24 pound. But if you've had that a 23 pounder, you've had the second biggest fishing lake regardless. Do you know what I mean? You should be bloody proud of that. Like, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and then I think you move on to a place where you just don't give a fuck anyway. (laughs) It just doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. really, really doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, that's exactly it, mate. Place where I'm getting at is just just enjoy it for what you want out of it. Don't do it for anyone else. Nothing like fishing is a sport that like so many people go for so many reasons to get away from like the rat race and things like that. They want to just enjoy being alone in their own little bubble or with friends and all that. And that's where it should be. It shouldn't be like a competition amongst other people, if that makes sense. Like, just go and fish for yourself. Like, it's just like, no one, no one cares that you're not catching birdies all the time. Do you know what I mean? As long as you're enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? It does crap me up all the time when I see it on social media. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, like, wish I was out and things like that. Like, I've had this bird and this bird and it's just like, man, you just, do it for yourself, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, make some stories yeah. up and tell people about it in the pub. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love that. Like, like I go, I go to the pub with a few anglers as well. That's what we talk about. We get absolutely steaming pissed and start talking about like, oh, mate, you won't believe what I lost the other day and all this stuff. Like, we just mug each other off. Like, we just sit there and like, oh yeah, I lost the forty the other day. We're like, hey, you noddy, fuck it, what are you playing at? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good good thing to lead on to. Actually, you live in what I would say is a is a bit of an you're at least near an epicenter of uh, of carp angling. I know I probably That's am as exactly well it, yeah. in a different in a different way. Yeah. But 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 you are, you know. So what what's it been like growing up and uh through your angling time in that area that you're in? 
Oh, right. Uh, well, basically, right, the, I'll uh, make it more simple for everyone. I live in uh, Boreham Wood, which is in Hertfordshire, and it's, like, literally right on the outskirts of, like, London, basically. Like, it's, I think if it's you London went to, me, to the mate. bottom of my road, yeah, that's exactly it's it. If right, you went to the bottom of my road, turn right, yeah, literally, you've turned, you've entered the centre, you've like technically entered the London postcode mm. if you went down the road. Like, you know, that's how much of the outskirts I am. So, and you're, you're like, near so Reading as like, well. Yeah, yeah, near, yeah, near Reading, uh, Milton Keynes. Uh, I'm really close to Essex. I border, like, basically, half the shit borders um, Essex as well. So, like, I'm like, I'm near everywhere, but I'm not in anywhere, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, everywhere's like half an, half an hour drive. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, but yeah, like fishing, uh, to answer your question, like, what's it like fishing in my, like, what, what, so what was the question again, if you don't mind me asking? I mean, what, what's it been like growing up in the area that you are? It's, it's obviously rich in angling or carp angling history. Um, do, do you think that's, I mean, I mean, just expand on that. What's it been like? Do you think it's been a, an aid to you? Do you think it's been a hindrance? <clears throat> I guess you oh, know, no, no, to be honest, no, I, I guess mean, you know nothing different, do you? Nah. No different at all, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, we've got a few, uh, how can I put it? Like, I mean, like I say, I've got the reservoir not far from me. And then, like, if you go uh, 20 minutes from ours, you've got Stanford Lakes, which, which, shockingly enough, a lot of famous anglers have actually fished. Like, you've got Stanford Lakes, which is quite a, I didn't actually know that it was such a known water, like the Stanford Park and that. Because, like, you, you see, like, I've, heard, I've listened to a few podcasts and, like, a, people, a few good anglers have, like, Name dropped it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I grew up fishing Stanford Lakes. But he's like, oh, it's like bloody hell, like, oh, fucking hell. Dude, what's like, I'm a stomping <laughs> ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, where I caught my first 20 and things like yeah. that. So it's a bit bad. But um, yeah, like, angling around there, like, it's a, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like, years ago, Boring Wood was a bit of a dive. Like, honestly, mm. like, like, you had hoodlands and all that. Like, like, I've been jumped a couple times around there. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I've got a scars to prove that one. But like, it's like, it, it's not many not like I say not many of my school friends were insufficient it's literally just been me I'm, I was basically like I still am like I'm that weirdo that goes fishing every other day <laughs> so uh, Lone Ranger but um yeah that's exactly it I wish uh like um but uh yeah it's uh I mean yeah like I mean there's a few anglers live around here do you know what I mean but it's uh I like where I live. Do you know what I mean? It's like it almost like makes it all the sweeter when I go fishing. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not surrounded by it. If that makes sense, like, I do have to travel a fair bit. Like I'm not a million miles away from uh, Wolfhamstone Reservoir either, which I've done a bit of time on there as well. Which I absolutely love that water as well. I love the aspect of it of like because like being on your toes and like dicey, running right? at fish. Oh mate, it's funny as hell, mate. I remember going down there once and um, I was witnessing people like. One person was with the barrow, filled up with two people's gear, and he started walking as it as it gates opened, whilst his mates paid for the pair of them. And like vice versa, I've seen people on bikes and all sorts like ped it. Like honestly, it's the funniest. It's I loved it. I loved the aspect. Of it. I didn't get on one good peg either. Like by the time I got around to the peg that I wanted to do, it was already taken. Like it was funny as hell. But I loved fishing up there. And it, um, yeah, but isn't yeah, it, it's it's proper it's, rough, isn't it, Wolfenstein? Yeah, fucking hell, is it? Jesus Christ. Like we want to do a shots. night on there, put it that mm. way. Mm. Oh, yeah, you hear them all the time, mate. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, you think it's a firework. Hey, that's all, mate. It's a gunshot. Like, that's the <laughs> bit scary, do you know what I mean? But, like, um, oh, thinking about that. Have I had any, like, touch wood? I've never had any bad experiences when it comes to fishing and that. Like, oh, actually, tell a lie. I've got a story for you. Fucking hell. Um, right, so basically, okay. um, it, it was me... Uh, this is a bad story for the geezer, but kind of, kind of a funny one for us, really. 
Uh, so there was three of us. It was on me, 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 my mate Adam, uh, and his friend Yasin. We was all fishing down in a uh, water waterside fisheries in Chesham. So we've gone down there, and like I'm fast asleep. This is like, like two one o'clock in the morning. I mean, like probably late. And we started hearing. And this is a tiny lake, by the way. This is like four acres. Like, like you could underarm flick to the other side. It's like that shape of a lake. And like we've heard like yelling and all this stuff. Like, my mate Adam's like woke me up. He goes, "Mate, are you hearing all this?" I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" And like we've heard almost like um, a van's pulled up onto the gate. Now this like this lake's gated up, and um, uh, we've heard like a van pull up. They're shouting and all this stuff, like, and all of a sudden. The, you could literally hear someone broke the, the gate to get in. So they, this van's pulled up, the lights are still on, and they walked from bivy to bivy. And you could hear him being like, are you so-and-so? I can't remember the name, but he was like, are you so-and-so? And he's like, what, bro? And then like they got to this last bivy, and they are like, oh, you this guy? And he was like, nah, that fella's next door. Why, who are you? And he was like, oh, no one, don't worry. And these all these boys have jumped into this fella's bivy, grabbed hold of him, the dog that he was with, it started barking, all this stuff. And I basically... And I'm sitting there thinking, what? The? And this has all happened whilst I'm like half asleep and I'm not even left in bed yet. My mate Adam's like watched the whole thing. I went, what the hell's going on? He went, someone's just been kidnapped. I went, you what? And he was like, all of a sudden the van's driving off and that was it. And this geezer just like left all his gear there. And all of a sudden there's a helicopter that's come above the lake and like police have turned up and all this stuff. My mate Adam's gone around to like kind of help a bit. And basically, long story short, this fella was getting jumped because apparently he owed them a load of money. Like, I don't know what the coup was at all. This is literally all I feel like I've just heard within the first 20 minutes of waking up. And like, basically, yes, yeah, so that's definitely like one of the most scariest things that's probably happened like on the same lake as me. Like someone's literally just been kidnapped in front of me. They found, the, they, obviously the geezer came back in that, but like, yeah, that was definitely, uh, yeah, not, this, not, not the, uh, the tranquility we go fishing for, do you know Jeez. what I mean? Hearing, seeing a load of bloody sirens and <laughs> helicopters turn up and that. Yeah, that was a, uh, yeah, that was fucking mental basically. And I was like, Right, I'm zipping down my uh, bed for that one. Fucking hell, see you later. Right. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Amazing. So obviously that that's quite a tale from from Wolfenstow that you had. Just to to bring it back a little bit, um, you'd be talking about the your local resi that you've been been fishing. Um, so you've had one out of there, or you've had a few out of there? Because obviously I've been following you closely, um, and yeah. that you, you've you've had quite a few decent fish recently i think you had a 40 pound common um i think you had yeah another, yeah yeah another sort of big bellied fish you've had a few real nice fish is that the yeah. one that you've been telling us about or is that the one slightly up north that you've been fishing yeah yeah this is uh yeah basically right so that linear i posted recently that is definitely from there but the uh the fish that went just below 40 pounds uh was actually from a, uh, a syndicate from a oh, Sorry, I had a burp then, Jesus. Um, was from uh, Milton Keynes, which is a yeah, syndicate I've got yeah. up there. Uh, yeah, Wicked Water. Definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely the most sore after common that's in there. And mm. it's, I've joined there recently. Basically, how I got on there was my mate, Ross Mull, who is probably the nicest geezer you will ever meet. And he's glad that I've said this. All right, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, 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 this fella, yeah, honestly, he's that guy, yeah. If you need any, he's helped me out so many times because I've literally got a memory like a fucking sieve. Like, if I'm getting excited, if I get, I get excited over a fishing trip, I forget everything I need. I've, I've forgotten my bloody, on the hooking mat and like my stove. I bought all this like cold food in that, that I need to cook up and forgot my stove. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll get that fixated on like Chris Yates, the rigs, the bait. How am I, <laughs> I going to do it? Yeah, literally that. Terrible, mate. 
So, like, he has helped me out so many times this spent I love him to pieces. Like, he's the sort of guy, like, if you were, like, say, if you got yourself in trouble and you and you needed £2,000, he will send you two grand before you've even sent the text. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's that guy. Um, so, basically, like, he, it was because of him I got onto the ticket. It's basically his uncle's uh, lake. And, um, yeah, uh, as you with anyone, do you know what I mean? When your best mate needs a ticket, he'll pull some strings for you to get on a, get on a place like that, like literally anyone else would, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he got me on there. He said to me, mate, you got a fish up here, mate. Like, it's, it's the nuts. I was like, yeah, sorry, I'll go up there. And he said to me, it's not, I know it's not your sort of water, but there's a lake on there called Alder, which is uh, basically without uh, like going into mad detail, basically the syndicate, yeah, it's a bit of a, where you would fish if you was a retired uh, angler. You don't really want a lot of stress with it. You don't want to wheel your gear all the way around everywhere. So, so, and it's just good, decent fishing. Bit like Pete. So basically, that le- yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, lovely geezers on there. Obviously, I've had cups of tea with so many people on there. It's unreal. Uh, but there's a lake right in the far corner called um, called Alder Lake. Now, this lake, yeah, from my from when I found out when I was fishing it, turned out to be the most sore after uh, ticket to get hold of in the country. Basically, this this lake was like the the car park lake of that region. Basically, everyone had bloody tickets on there. Um, it was basically Great uh, Great Linford Lakes, which is the which is the the, the syndicate name. It was the it was the original uh, linear fisheries from years ago before it moved yeah. up to yeah. um before it moved up to uh, Oxford. Yeah. So you had people like, um, cool, blimey, I'm going to name some, drop, name some names now. Uh, crap, I've gone stage fright. I can't remember the names. <laughs> so, uh, who's, the, who's the fellow who wrote the book called Carp Fever? Um, Kevin Maddox. Ah. Uh, Kevin Maddox had a ticket. He was fishing it. Uh, I believe they used to do the carp championships up there. So you had people like all the quarter boys done matches up there, like Danny Fairbrass, all that lot. Mm-hmm. Um, loads and loads of people fished this water and basically this ticket it had like a weekend ticket so like your friday to sunday ticket and then it had a during the week ticket like it had two syndicates on this one lake but basically back in the day when 30s were like very very hard to come by this lake had two of them which was unheard of like i think i think the car park lake had four and like this one was second in place you know i mean that's how sore after this water was but because of the uh the nature of the other members in there this lake just got overlooked like the pegs were overgrown. You didn't know what you could tell which ones were pegs because it, it was the only gaps in the trees. Do you know what I mean? Like they were so overgrown. Literally, no one, absolutely no one, fished it. Which, and it was choked with weed and it was deep. So I was like, yeah, I've got a slight semi <laughs> looking at this water. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I literally didn't think twice. I sodded off all the like the mainstream lakes that this syndicate has, and I've just made a beeline for this water. And I've gone in there in the height of summer when I first joined, and like you could just see, like not big, not biggest in the slightest, but biggest fish out there was twenty four pound. But but what makes this water so great is that it runs parallel with the Great Ouse. Now where this part uh, Middle Keynes is, the river bursts its banks quite quite regularly, like once or twice a year. So basically, river carp flood into that lake quite a lot of the time, and. So basically, no one actually knows what the stock is. Like, I think the Great Ooze record, which I think got discontinued, came from that lake. It flooded into the river, and someone caught it like a few miles downstream at like, a stupid weight, like thirty something pounds. It was actually the record for a bit before they discontinued it because they found out mm. they weren't actually a true river carp. 
So that's how mad this bit. So basically, the, and this was years ago. Do you know what I mean? So like the carp in there have like almost like crossbred with river carp. So the strain of carp that's in there are like these long lean carp that are absolutely massive, like no shoulders at all, proper torpedoes, mate, which in hindsight fight like absolute stink. Like, and basically like, my, my mates think I'm a, like I'm that angler. Like I'm not I'm, the, I'm not that angler. I'm that person that you dare me to do. Like, I've got no shame. Basically, like I've got zero shame at all. Yeah. So basically, what this lake hen comes to right is basically choked with weed. All right. So you've got to basically a be on your rods rapid. Got a fish strong line. Like I was using thirty pound braid on there, and yeah, it just be on your rods. Long story short, yeah, I was fishing. I've had a few fish out of there. I found a spot and I'm keeping baiting regularly. Like I actually swam out there one evening. In the height of summer, obviously, with a massive horse's uh, salt lick, pink, a pink Himalayan rock salt. Yeah. Yep. Now this thing weighed about two kilo. This thing weighed about two or three kilos. <laughs> so I'm swimming out with it. We're using my feet whilst <laughs> holding this boulder of a fucking rock salt until I got over my gravel spot, and then I just dropped this great big rock on top of it, swam back towards it again, sort of thing. <laughs> and basically, that's without me even pre-baiting. That spot was always baited, if that makes sense. Carp would all, they, they became like a natural thing to them. Those fish mm-hmm. would just congregate around this big block of salt. And I was just picking off one by one. Like I was fishing for singles by the end of it. And it was such a great tactic because I did catch a lot of the stock doing that, but I didn't have the true big one that was in there. There's two big, there's a 30 plus mirror and a 30 plus carp one. Now, this 30 plus mirror, mate, it belongs in a bloody museum, mate. This thing is grey wrinkly scarred up but somehow still perfect like perfect little mouth <laughs> like it's just unreal this car mate honestly like, I'll send you a picture of it after this mate I'll yeah please do stunner, please. Mate. like proper one that like everyone wants in their album and uh, yeah basically so like I'm, I'm fishing it's the nature of weed fishing isn't it? you've got your tips up and like you're just trying to get as much light mate away it's a two rod roll by the way on there because it's so small and they don't really be using three rods on there and the bites are savage or anything but you're fishing locked up as well so like um it's like during you like it's weird with fishing in it when you do night fishing because you don't sleep as well as you do at home it's almost like your brain's still active because you know you something's can't. about to happen you can't so you got, like, yeah, yeah you can't get you you must like half sleep half not like if that makes sense uh, but so like I'm sitting there like half asleep just chilling wherever like I'm not even on my phone I'm just like laying in bed and all I've heard is beep, 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 and I'm fishing nevels so like even if you get a freaking like uh, a pull on the rod you don't get a beep because it doesn't move the wheel because you're fishing locked up you're fishing a tight line yeah nevels for snag fishing absolutely useless use delkins alright so much about and so like, all I've heard was beep, 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 and I was like Shit, I've got to take. So I've literally sprung out the, uh, the bed chair and I'm fishing Broly as well. So I've like legged it to the rod. And all I remember seeing the last bit of my rod was the, the reel and the rod up in the air and gone straight in the water. So, like, basically, because of the tension, because I had the rod tip slightly up, up it's basically popped out my log rest, uh, me, uh, me, me rod rest that Jag do. It's because it, it's not pushing forward, is it? It's uh, to allow it to grip. It's, it's basically pulling vertical because you've got the rod tips up that makes sense so you're basically pulled like, down yeah like popping so out the rip. yeah yeah that, yeah yeah they're, they're yeah, not it's good pulled, for that it's pulled position. down so it's like in, yeah. in hindsight it's popped the rod back out so i've yeah. literally just as i've got a foot away from my rod like i've just reached out like, uh, I you, you, you sit there and think what the fuck do you do you're like um 
fuck? Like, do you know what I mean? So I've literally instantly reeled the other rod in and like, I'm looking at where the fuck this rod's gone. Like, this is over. This is the, this is the annoying thing. This is why I think I've caught, uh, I had one of the big ones in it because I'm obviously a small fish one. One a sparsely little male common would probably do that. They fight like stink as well, but it was a full moon, clear sky, full moon. The whole lake was lit. Like, I love that moonlight. Um, twilighty sort of view of the lake, mate. When you you can see everything, but it's jet black. Do you know what I mean? It's sick. But I've basically I'm like looking towards. I'm looking at the lake's water, thinking where the hell's this fish? Where the hell's this fish? Hoping to see like a trail of bubbles to like where we like. Oh, all I've seen is a big swell by the edge of the island, and I'm like, that's got to be that's got to be the carp. So I've literally bumped the rod in. Quickly, uh, I was fishing helicopter starts with the uh, quick link at the end, so I pinged the lead off and put one of them uh, marker leads on. Joe, as long as like they got the uh, the prongs poking out of it, give me hopefully a greater chance of hooking up on the line. Just casted towards the uh, towards the uh, the island where this fish just swelled, and I've hooked into the rod straight away. I'm thinking buzzing, here we go, and I'm like reading it in, reading it in, and I could feel it was really weird because I'm fishing with braid, you can feel literally everything. So I'm feeling the rod coming from one direction. I'm feeling the uh, the fish coming from the other, like pulling back. So I'm like reading it in, reading it in, and I've finally got the line, basically the other rod, uh, the other rod's line in my hand. So I'm like thinking, well, what the hell do I do? I can't hand, hand reeling by uh, with a, like, a fish that's like weeded up. Do you know what I mean? I need to do something. So like, my, I was like, I pulled in as much as I could, wrapping it around my hand, cut the line. So I've still got the fish from the end of the line, cut the other line, and I'm like, basically back-to-back grinned with the other lines. So basically, I've just joined the two lines together. So I've, like, spun in all the slack whilst I've got the, the line that's led into the rod by my feet. See, I'm reeling all the slack, and the fish is weeded up. I'm like, sound, there we go. So I'm, like, playing this fish, fan this fish, and long story short, it came off in the way. It's typical. I was like, sod that. Don't even care. I just need my rod back now. <laughs> so I've, like, brought the rod in, chucked the rod on the, on the bivvy, and I've gone down to grab the line, and I'm like, where the fuck is it? I'm like, no. So I'm like digging around, managed to find it. And I'm pulling this rod back in and it's got snagged on something. I'm like, all right, it's a massive rod. It's it's 30 pound break. This thing ain't going to snap. Gave it one target line snaps. I went, you joking. Mm. So now I've got a rod embedded in some weed there. And I'm thinking, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) So in the board, I've cast the rod back out. And the beauty of this thing is, yeah, I cast the rod back out. Well, no, no, so I took all the remaining line off until I got to the knot. Cut the line, retied the leader back on, and got the rod back out. And then I ended up having like the most nicest mirror, about twenty something pound out of there. And I was buzzing <laughs> with that. And I was like, right. So I've called up Dave, the owner, and he's come in with a punt. And we're like trying to find this rod for flipping hours. It's long gone. Now I've got the nickname on this bloody syndicate is Two Rod Tom because I've lost one of the rods. <laughs> like it's the most aggravating thing. I'm like, I still get taken a piss out of it. It was like a year ago. Everyone still calls me it, but. Um, but the reason why I love that lake so much, although he's got some funny stories behind it, but like, I just love the style of it. It's proper choked weed and all this. Like, it's wicked, wicked water. And like, I, I, I had this system going, yeah. If I hooked into a fish and it weeded me up, it's nine times out of ten it would. There was a tree right next to me. So what I'll do is, yeah, I'll t- slacken off a bit, rest the rods against the tree. I'll climb up the tree, grab the rods from the rod tip, put it up to me, because you need that high elevation. Yes, nice. I would read it up, read it Very up. Very nice. Yeah, literally. So that's how I was doing it. So they call me Monkey Boy on there now. So I climbed up this rock. I climbed up this tree. I'm about, I'm literally, I'm not fucking around with you. Like, by the time I got to the top of this tree, the rod tip was about five foot low from me. So I was about nearly 20 foot up in the air. 
So I've like reeled in all this slack. And I, mate, every single time the fish would just pop out the way. Like, pop, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I'll just play the fish, play the fish, play the fish until it got into the margins, jump down on yeah. this like hillside. How the hell I didn't break my ankles? I don't know. And then, yeah, that was it. Now, that was my routine every time. And I've done that about eight times during the night. <laughs> like, all sorts. Good um, angling, mate. Yeah, mate. So everyone calls me monkey boy on there now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was funny. It was, I love that one. But yeah, getting to them, getting to them, to them fish. Um, basically, I was putting a lot of time on this older lake, putting a load of bait. And yeah, do you know the classic saying of, uh, yeah, loose, shit, uh, loose lips sink ships? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a. Uh, Opened my mouth and someone got on my spot. And I was like, do you know what? It probably wasn't even like that. He probably just saw the fish there and good angling on him. He fished for him sort of thing. So I was a bit, I didn't say it like that. I was effing and blinding under my breath, but I walked off. Because the thing is that it was pissing down with rain when I walked around there with my gear. And I just saw a bivy there and I was like, gutted. So like, I wheeled all the way back again, called me mate Ross up. And I was like, where should I go? Because the lake that I was baiting, uh, all that is too small for two people on there. Like, it's a proper one-man lake on there. Like, I've seen people on there now, free anglers. I'm like, yeah, it's not a bit of me now. Like, I liked it because no one else knew about the lake. Everyone just left it. And it's not many walks you can do that. Put a load of bait in on the regular and know full well that you could easily get back on that spot again. So I've called up I've called up my mate Ross, and he said to me, he goes, why don't you go on Linford 1, which is the main lake on there? And I was like, yeah, yeah sorry, I will go on there, actually. And he went, look, he goes, from the car park, go to the first peg. It's called Horsefield. And then from there, mate, look into the corner. There's a peg there called Ross Bay, which is named after him. He named it after himself. <laughs> Super hardwood as well. And he goes, if it's free, jump in there, mate. The fish on that lake are really peggy. So if you get in that peg, mate, if you get in that peg, mate, you are guaranteed a buy. And I was like, all right, sound. So I've gone on there and it was free. So I've like quickly grabbed the gear, wheeled it all around there. The, water, the the path there was flooded, so I got absolutely soaked. So like because of the rain, so like I was like, sod it, keep going. All my bed chair because of the way the wheel was on me on me barrow, it was just spraying that wall up against the bed chair, and I was fuck's sake. So like everything that could go wrong on that pet on that day went wrong basically. Got in there, and he goes to me, he goes right towards your right. Obviously, is the mouth of the bay. Fish always hold up in those areas. Do you know when you get you're on a lake and you always get out of bounds. And you know mm-hmm. full well, no matter the rain or shine, them fish are in them out of bounds. And that's exactly the case with this one. And so like I've caught, he goes, a lot of people uh, cast us off, the, off of it. And I was like, all right, sound. Like, I'm, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm a right little ballsy little pert like angler. Like, he said to me, he goes, right, there's a massive snag next to that bait. Just come five foot off of it. And I was like, all right, sound. I was going two inches off of it. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm getting a bite. And I was basically sat next to me, Rod, in the chest waders because he said to me, the second you get a take, jump in the water, side strain it. I was getting single beeps and I was striking at it. And basically, I was, yeah, I had a red letter day. Uh, the first fish I had was uh, the patch carbon, which normally goes about 34 pounds. I had it just under 29. Uh, I had one of the main ghosties in there. I had a red letter day out there. Like I had like 14 takes. And yeah, buzzing with it, I was. So, and that was basically like my go to water now. So I was really enjoying, like, I know it ain't rock hard. It is rock hard. If you know what you do, if you know, if you don't know what you're doing, mate, it will spit you up and swallow you up. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's a weedy water as well. Like, there's obviously the patch, clear patches that everyone fishes regularly and so on and so forth. So I was really enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? It was full of big fish, but they were proper gnarly carp. Do you know what I mean? They're lovely to catch as well. Plus, it was just one of their waters that I like, well, just 
must have fished. Do you know what I mean? Like there was all the people on there sweet as a nut. Like you could leave your gear there for three days and know full well that no one's going to touch it. Do you know what I mean? Like it was it's one of them sort of waters, isn't it? And basically, as I got to fish it and fish it, I I ended up noticing that a lot of people did fish the same on there. Like fifteen laps of that spot, fourteen to that spot. And everyone, and when I used to do my laps around there, people would obviously leave their rods up against the uh, tree. And every time I noticed it, everyone was fishing really bright hook baits, like like your typical hook baits. I fish them all the time, like your whites, your washed out pinks, your yellow. Spring, like spring tactics. That's exactly it, mate. But they were doing it all year round. That's mm. the thing. Like they were doing it a lot, and I was like, right, okay. So I can't. That kind of like sent me some thoughts, and I was like, right, okay. So I was, I started using really dull hook baits, like. Match the hatch, essentially. Like brown hook baits, really dull stuff. Like, And that's what was giving me my bites. When when the whole lake, was, I heard that the whole lake was fishing shit, I was the only one catching because of this. Like, It was definitely an edge, 100%. Mm. And as I got to know all the spots and things like that, I was like, right, I, I'm starting to notice the same fish coming out all the time. And like, I'm also noticing that there's a select few that don't come out too often. And I'm like, right, okay. So uh, I was in Ross Bay again. Uh, I had a 30 pound slate grey common. I was like buzzing with that, like really a shuffle bit, proper old thing this was. And I was like, I just weren't catching anymore. My mate Barney was on the opposite bank. He just had his PB, it was like massive ghost here, about 28 pound. He was buzzing. I said to him, I was like, mate, come to my lake. I was like, look, I'll guest you. Uh, we'll, do it. we'll double up in a peg if you want, or we'll fish somewhere near each other. And, mate, you can't, because he, bless him, he's, a, he's a not, he's again, he's one of my closest mates, but he, he's sort of fishing, he loves his river carp. He loves, Small proper carrots yeah. of fish, so his PB isn't that big. Jump it, but who cares? You know what I mean, that's where he gets his buzz from. Yeah, he was doesn't like, matter, doesn't matter. That's exactly it, mate. That's why I respect him so much because he could have a five pound and be buzzing with it. Do you know what I mean? So I said to him, I was like, Oh, do you want to? I was like, Oh, um, what are you doing like next Wednesday? My syndicate's well quiet. Do you want to have a little social? He said, like, Yeah, hell yeah, sort of thing. So it wasn't like a case of like, Oh, do you want to come here and beat your PB? It was just a case of like, Come on, let's have a social. We haven't had one in bloody ages, like, and that was that. So I got him a guest and like, he had a, he had a twenty eight pound ghost one of the eighty. He was buzzing off the tits he was. So then, but that was it. I was like, I should be getting more takes. Like the fish are in my. Like, I didn't know. I knew that the fish were in my area, but they weren't boshing out. But you was getting like the small little patch of bubbles here and there. And I was sitting there thinking, right, I'm in this peg. I've had two people come up to me in the space of an hour, like, oh yeah, fish fifteen wraps here, fifteen wraps there. Like, they're the they're the spots that always get fish and. The same fish, if yeah. not no fish, always get caught. And I was like, Do you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to fish it. in the dirt. I'm going to fish in the dirty stuff. I'm going to fish in the thickest weight that I can find. So about four rod lengths to the right of this main spot, everyone fishes. It was choked, like I mean, choked with weed. I casted a gripper lead out to it, and it had blood worm all in it and snails. I was like, Right, here we go. So I tied up a little. I was using krill at the time. Krill stick, uh, like like sticky baits, krill, pop-ups, do you know what I mean? I love their little pop-ups. I don't use their boilies, but I love their pop-ups. They're, they're, just, they're just nice. I like the consistency of them. Um, and yeah, I tied all of them up and I was using a chod rig. Now, everyone on there, it's your typical, no disrespect to them, no disrespect to anyone else, but it was your typical riding rig on the gravel. That was it, bright fluo. So I was just like, no, do you know what? I'm going to fish a chod rig. Uh, of about five foot beads are so really long chod rig so it sits over everything and an eight ounce lead because I know uh, not eight ounce lead <laughs> a one ounce lead because uh, that's the thing people get so disturbed about fishing really light leads but if you're fishing it in the weed yeah and you're fishing it's, quite it's, it's heavier yeah the effect of <laughs> that, it is it's, it's negated yeah that's exactly it that mm. one ounce turns into a flipping 12 ounce by the end of it so 
And the way I like to fish my chod rigs is I like to set the beads. Uh, I like I, I use the no trace beads at quarter do. I think they are sick. Every lake, if you are fishing uh, a uh, helicopter system it should be that do you know what I mean you could pop that bead off and the fish is free and I'm not nine times out of ten when you hook a fish it's the, when you give it a bit of slack especially in the net the hook ends up in the mesh anyway so it's alright then do you know what I mean but yeah. I, I fish the chod rig so it's like in the middle of the leg core because then you've got although it's leg core but like you've got five foot of it that's a quite a lot of weight but that's just enough weight just to keep not in but like just there in the fish's lips so it's like that's something to deal with do you know what I mean so and I fished it like that. Rather dirty stuff. Everyone uses 15 millers. I went straight in with 23 millers. I was fuck. I was spread bait with these donkey chokers and I was fishing a donkey choker on the Chodwick. And I, this is the thing. Although I've been fishing for donkey's years, I've never had what they call a typical big fish take. So like, I had my rod tip slightly up fishing a dead slack line because of you <laughs> fishing a Chodwick. And all I remember hit seeing is, look at, all I remember seeing is the nebble going beep, Beep, beep. And I've literally looked towards it, and the rods just ever so slightly arced over. And it's just getting uh, deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. I went, holy shit, that's a fish. And the line just clipped out the line clip, and it was just like, oh, by the time I got to the rod, it was uh, that was it. Do you know what I mean? I hooked into this fish, and it was that typical big fish fight. Like it just stayed low. It weren't ratty. It weren't like, like going everywhere. It weren't taking line. It was just fuck. Fud, fud, where the fish are just slowly shaking its head, throwing its weight about. And I was really in, really in, really in. Weeded me up about four times, this fish, and I plugged it out each time. Not because I was running up a tree this time, <laughs> but I like, just keep steady pressure on it, like side straining it. And it went straight down the margins. And I would, because you're the margin rod, you're fishing, you're fishing quiver tip style with a three and a half pound Tesco rod. Do you know what I mean? So like, I'm like ducking underneath, up and under this rod whilst playing this fish. Little did I know what was on the end. And I haven't even seen this fish yet. Didn't even know it was a common on mirror yet. And I've just seen it surface. It just, it done it, it surfaced just enough for me to see the sheer sides of it. And I was like, it wasn't even like second guessing. I knew exactly what fish this was. And that's when like, <laughs> squeaky bum time. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like lunging, it's taking line. Like, sorry, not taking line, but the, the, the way I play my fish, I play with back wind. I don't use a clutch. I'm just not a fan of it. I like oh, the feeling. one of them. Yeah, I love the feeling of like when your fish is bowing off and the real hand, the real, uh, like the real arms just battering against your fingers. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yes, here we go. So uh, I'm playing it, I'm playing it. It's charging off. I'm letting out line as much as I can and I'm playing it. And it's just lunging. Do you know what I mean? It's typical, like left to right. It through every mm. single wee bed, as you can tell. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, But for some reason, I fished the um, uh, chod safes. Chod safe. Let's put the, uh, that little device on the end of your leg core and it drops the lead. If you fish an heli, heli safe, that's it. Called a, yeah. That's the one, yeah. You- wicked little. Yeah. Yeah, that's, do you know what I'm talking about? The little, it looks like a little mini Dalek. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's like spring-loaded. Just, and, just uh, while, whilst I'm talking, just watch your mic, mate. It's, it's rubbing on your clothing quite a lot. Oh, sorry, mate. There you go. That's a bit better, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I get excited. I start moving. Yeah, th- uh, th- those, <laughs> those heli safes are awesome, mate. They, they oh, game changer. wicked. Game changer. Yeah, proper wicked little things. But uh, for some yeah. reason, just did it, either I set it up wrong or God knows, but or because I think it had quite a lot of weed around it that mm. it didn't have that initial pressure to drop the lead, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, basically the lead was still on. 
and it had a big ball of weed over it. And I was like, oh my God. So like, I'm like I say, like I'm playing it, playing it. And it's literally just gone over the net cord. And this is the funniest thing about it. It's just gone over the net cord and, let, and the rigs popped out. <laughs> and I've literally just netted it. I went, oh no. <laughs> oh, do you know what you like? Your name is written on a fish. Yeah, it's like, on that. I was like, you got oh it. mate. I was like, <gasps> I was like, fuck <laughs> it out. And like, my mate Barney's watching me the whole thing and he's just like put his thumbs up to be like he's fishing on the opposite side of the lake so and he's like put his hand up to like a thumbs up to be like good isn't it? and I've just like yelled it I went like in a girlish voice I think it's the big one <laughs> and he went sound and he, he goes <clears> I went <throat> I think you might need to run down here mate I need help with this one so like he's legged it round and the funniest thing about this was is yeah like just before I had that take it was like it was scripted because like, I put the phone down and the rod's gone off but basically I was on the phone to a pizza hut and they, I was getting them to deliver a pizza for me and my mate. And just as I netted it, and, it Bar- and Barney's come round, and I'm sitting there chatting away to him. And I've got it on the mat, and we've weighed it. And we were like, he was like, mate, that's, that's like 39 pound eight ounces. I went, fuck off, what? Like, and I looked at it, I went, oh, no, not, 30, not 39, sorry, 38 pounds. And I was like, what? I was like, holy shit. Like, obviously, buzzing off your tips and that. And then my phone started calling, and I'm thinking, I'm oh, probably one of my mates looked at it and it was like an unknown number I went oh shit that might be the place of delivery case are and I've answered I went um hello and he's like uh hello sir like uh, I'm at the gate and I was like shit and I've like looked at Barney I went it's the pizza gazer but obviously Barney's never been there so he doesn't know where to go I was like I said to him like oh can you go grab that so he like put the fish back in the net stuck it in the bloody uh stuck it back in the water and I'm like just guard that with your life and I've like legged it round there. I'm out of breath, mate. Like I used to smoke like 40 a day, like <laughs> ages ago. I'm, 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 I've got to the field, in it? Just to get to the car park. And I'm like, I've, I, but then I've got there and the gig is not there. And I'm like, called him up. I went, um, you're right, mate. He goes, sorry, I'm lost, mate. Whereabouts are you? I went, oh shit. So I'm like, had to get this, because apparently they use a work number. So I've, I said to him, I was like, look, mate, give me your actual number and I'll voice WhatsApp you my actual location. And he was like, oh, good idea. I've done that. That was a massive palaver. And then it turns out it was 10 minutes away. So I've like, had to wait for him. He's finally come. And he's like, he's obviously noticed that I'm out of fishing. Like, he goes, oh, have you had any biggins, mate? And I went, yeah, mate, I've actually got a go, mate. I've got like a 40 pound common in there. He went, oh yeah. And he obviously didn't have a clue. What, like he was like, oh, good luck, mate. And he's like, and he's like, gave me this massive stack of pizzas and like chicken wings and all sorts. And I'm like legging it, but like what a way to like, like what a victory. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like celebrate it. Like, I'm like running across this field with like a stack of blue pizza boxes and I'm like stuck them in my mate's peg, legged it round there. I went, well, at least we've got food on the way, but you know what I mean? Sort of thing. And I'm like, yeah, done the photos. And uh, yeah, it was the, uh, yeah, yeah, well, obviously, yeah, typical one, isn't it? It's the, yeah, the big common. It normally goes just over 40, but I had it slightly spawned out. Um, yeah, £38, one ounce, I think it went. Yeah, oh, so uh, lovely. It, was, it was wicked, mate. But like, because uh, my mate Barney, he done class class shots because even though he hasn't never picked up a proper camera like a proper DLSLR I've got the I've got a, a Canon 6D Mark II and a Sam Yang 50mm 1.2 lens which is uh, yeah a, can- a load of words a Canon <laughs> a, a Canon 16 was that 6D so like number oh. 6 D. oh mate yeah, I was yeah, like special 16. edition I was like <laughs> woof that's old that's going back because they're on like 80 odd yeah <laughs> 80 you know what I mean <laughs> so uh but yeah so like basically i've just given him like this mad mad camera and lens sort of thing and he's just like a bit overwhelming for like used to uh, an iphone taking photos so i yeah. kind of like set him up on a tripod set all the settings and that because it ain't an autofocus lens it's manual focus so i've had to like 
have a play mm. around with it for him. And I said yeah. to him, I was like, right, if I hold the fish up, it's got a flip round screen as well. So I was like, kind of like framing myself up. And I was just saying to him, like, right, it was basically my own personal intervenometer. Like, I was saying to him, like, press the button now, press yeah. the button now. And I was just sitting on the table, I was like, look, mate, just go fucking trigger happy, mate. And there's bound to be a couple good shots in there. And uh, that that yeah. 6D is is an interesting camera because it like we're we're moving on to photography now, but yeah, hundred percent. It, it doesn't fall like within any kind of brackets. It's almost like a go between camera. But yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah, yeah. like it's, the the original 6D is like it was almost like what can I compare it to? It's a bit like the Tracker Tempest Broly. <laughs> Everyone's had one at one point. Do you know what I mean? Like so. Um, yeah, 100%. I know so many people have, have had that camera. Like, honestly, yeah. like, like they got rid of it. But, like, I've got the Mark II version. It's, it's, it's not like, a 5D. It ain't a 5D. Put it's it not way. a 5D. Yeah, no. it's not It's not a single. It's not the like the best of the best, but it's like, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's yeah. a good camera. I love yeah, it, yeah, mate. Yeah. It, does, yeah. it does everything I want to do with it. It's a great filming camera as well. It's, yeah. like, it's yeah. like any form of photography as well. It's like, um, it's all about the lens as well. Like, uh, uh, 100%. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's I love my. Um, like most people use Canon, most people use like well, I mean, it doesn't really fall in the that sort of category of lenses, but I love Samyang lenses. Like, really? yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not, I mean, I'm a huge fan of theirs. Like, I really am. Like, I use their 14 millimeter f point uh, 2.8 uh, from the astrophotography. It's a proper, it's a wide angle lens, but it isn't like four millimeter. Man. 14 millimeter, sorry. Oh, 14. Okay. Yeah. I want to get an eight millimeter, like a fisheye lens, just to like, mm. you could get proper, like, sick lens, sick little shots of that. But um, yeah, I use that for my astrophotography because you can, you don't get a lot of like vignetting around the sides, like what they call like, basically, if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's um, like dark shadows in the corners of the picture because the sensor hasn't <clears throat> got, like, isn't like, yeah, it's a funny one. Uh, but it's also like, it doesn't lose, um, sharpness around the edges as well it's a 14 millimeter is a good astrophotography lens but if you go into like the lower bracket like your 10 mil uh your 8 mil and all that like, you get a lot of that like if you look around the sides and not as in focus as the middle shot do you know what i mean if that makes sense but yeah i yeah love photography as well but yeah that's the story behind the uh yeah the big cover so yeah it was the queen of the, but that's what i'm saying like be basically the tip, not the tip that I'm giving you, but like the, just a bit of advice. Like I'm not a big mm. fish angler. Like compared to other people, I haven't caught that many big fish. But without sounding like a tit, I know my shit. If that makes sense, so, yeah, you do. But I basically, how can I how can I put it here? Like say, uh, well, uh, the them YouTubers that are the carp anglers, that well, carp full time anglers, those Carl and Alex, right? They said it perfectly. You do you do the same thing, you get the same results, all right? So like these fish, yeah, like the way I, I see carp. Well, I, I had this theory before Corda done their underwater filming, and they done it, and they had this theory of like different carp, like different things. Like I learned that at a very young age from these two wicked anglers in Isle, in the Isle of Wight when I used to go down there quite a lot uh, on holiday and things like that. I guarantee it, absolute guarantee it, and everyone will notice this. Will know this as well. They will experience this. Lots, there's a lot of carp out there that I guarantee do not like mainline cell boilies, sticky baits, krill, all these mad, mad baits. I, I, I can prove it, right? There's some, that, that, there's just, it's just in their character. They just don't like the taste of boilies. But these certain carp, yeah, are the ones that go years and years and years without getting caught. Cool. Yeah. These, these are the carp that get slipped up on like things like maggot, a, a, a bait that they get so underused and things like that. Like, 
and that's the thing like if you want to if you want to catch the more difficult carp you can't do the same as everyone else because then you get the same results the only reason these carp get caught once four times a year five times a year is because they're facing the same angling techniques all the time they're not going to get caught in it like that like that big common that i caught the other day that carp doesn't get caught that doesn't get caught and I guarantee if I put a boilie in front of it, it probably would have fucking think sub that. I don't know exactly what that is. But the fact that I put a big ball of maggot on it, it was just it just looked like its natural feed. That's why it took it with such confidence. That's why that linear that doesn't get caught all the time, it got caught on a fucking bit of bread. That's why it made a beeline for it because it knew it was safe. Do you know what I mean? If I put a fucking bright, bright fucking trod rig on the end of it, it wouldn't have, I guarantee I wouldn't have caught it. Like another prime example. Um uh Jesus Christ, what, was it, what else is I going to say? Uh, right, Stanbury Lakes. Uh, there's a fish in there called uh, another big common in there. That very rarely comes out. Match anglers catch it more often than not because they're using tiny little micro pellet. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's never been, it very rarely gets caught on, it gets caught on the surface all the time on bread, things like that. It never rarely gets caught at the bottom. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I knew this from day dot. And then, but the, the, the underwater film that called it on just proved it, confirmed it for literally everyone who else had this theory and things like that. Like, if you want to be different, if you want to catch better, the better fish or the fish that don't get caught often, you've got to be different. And that's why I caught that common because I fished in the dirty stuff. I didn't fish the going spots. I didn't fish a fucking, a runny rig with a fluoro pink gooed up hook bait. No disrespect to that at all. I freaking love them goes as well. <laughs> They're wicked they are. But, but that's what I'm saying. I caught, I caught it on a dulled, a dulled brown hook bait that was sat amongst this shitty thick sided weed and I was fishing a 23 millimeter boilie over the top. Mm. Like what angler does that? Just pure blatant of, of something that was so obvious that a fish couldn't have turned down. But because it was sat in the weed, it was so bloody obvious. It was, it's almost like it couldn't have been an angler's rig, if that makes sense. Like they say chod rigs are like a big fish rig, which they are. I totally agree with that. But how can I put it like Elliot Gray proved it as well saying that like if something as blatant as it is sitting on a clear spot little fish can see it clear as day but a big carp they just see it as normal because of the sheer size like i think he said it as like a pea to a baby is 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 massive but a pea to a human is tiny do you know what i mean like that's basically what i'm trying to get you've got to be different you've got to be daring to do that sort of thing to get different results if that makes sense like mm. and that's purely the reason why i call that fish and i know that for a fact because that carp doesn't come out too often yeah, it come out just just after lockdown, but that's because, well, did you know? Did you notice that as well? That like a lot of the A team, a lot of the big fish in most lakes got caught after straight after lockdown because of they had course. that three month break. Do you know what I mean? They, it went yeah. back to the cut. Well, they said the close season from back in the day, and obviously way past my fucking era. But like, yeah, so that's also it. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you, in a long winded story, basically, my advice is just if you if you want to catch different, mate, be different. Like. <laughs> exactly that's it. it yeah and you're right mate it was like a shitty close season i'm saying shitty because you know a lot of people didn't yeah. play by the rules whereas it's funny you had a close season and people play by the fucking rules don't they yeah um, it's weird that isn't it but i think that's yeah. just uh, no, no disrespect to anyone my age but that is just purely because of my generation like people were people who are a yeah. lot older than me like probably a lot, a lot older than me and you who had that close experience the close season uh at, like during their like matured angling years that knew what he was doing they were probably thinking yeah sweet it was just normal to them but like mm. i mean i i i 
I was, don't get me wrong, I was bloody tempted to fucking to fish during lockdown, but I chose not to. Amy mum would have disowned me. <laughs> <laughs> but she also said, but, she, oh, but like, I was, was pre-baited, do you know what I mean? Which was actually within the rules of what they set us. Do you know what I mean? You had an hour's lot and I wasn't, I was in and out yeah. within an hour, do you know what I mean? I was doing my yeah. bit, but like, yeah. but like, but that's the thing though, like, it wouldn't have felt right at all. Like, it's not really not worth, is it really worth going out your way, breaking not only the fishery rules, but also the law to go catch a fish? That you can't even post it. You, I, I'm not well. I'm not really funny. I, I catch a lot of carp and I don't post often. But like, you can't even show anyone. Do you know what I mean? It's like, but is it worth even getting caught? Like, because then you just make yourself look like I see you next Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I did see a lot of people do it, and I didn't agree with it. But like, it, like, do you know what I mean? You, you're your own person. Do you know mm. what I mean? At the end of the day, but, but uh, yeah. But I've, no, to be honest with you, I think it's done the world of good. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. totally up for a close season. Totally. Could you could you imagine like the kid? It'd be like a kid at Christmas. Do you mean like holy shit? We're going fishing next week. Like after three months. Like 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 it's. And I love the fact that a lot of syndicates are doing it now. That like like at the start of the close season, you draw for pegs and you can bait up as much or as much as little as you want, but you get that first peg. Do you know what I mean? You get the pick of your peg. That's nice. Yeah. And for your first nice. for your first session, do you know what I mean? Whether that be a four day or a three day or whatever. And it's like, yes, yeah, sweet. And you can go there so comfortably, play up as much as you want, and leave there knowing full well that you're gonna be the first person there. Like, I like that. I think that I think there's so many different nuances. I like that. And this is totally different, but I also like a 48 hour rule where it's like you have a fucking swim, 48 hours, that's it. And there's crossovers where you merge those two things and you're like, well, it doesn't quite stack up, but it kind of fucking does. Yeah, I I totally agree with you, mate. Depends on the water, depends on the angler. Um, It just fucking depends, doesn't it? Yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. You get so many people that like camp like man. I've got got that problem, mate. (laughs) So, and and Pete will be, Pete's funny, me and, and my my usual host, co-host Pete, <laughs> um, he's uh, he's got the same issue. We've both got this fucking area pumping. I've been yeah. dedicating serious time to driving out towards there, and yeah. uh, I've been baiting it up with this, that, and the other. And uh, and there's this guy decided to drop on there for. He's doing five nights. So look, on one hand, fucking hell, fair play to him. Like, good for you. You could do five nights. Yeah, uh, gee, enjoy I I yourself. It's amazing. But when it's happening on my spot, yeah, I'm like, what? Uh, I, I don't like that. Yeah, and, uh, I know what you mean. It, it's, I mean, I'm, uh, it's oh, difficult. Sorry. It's so difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. Way, but I don't know about you though, but I know it sounds really bizarre because I love fishing so much, but I get bored after three days. I can't do it. I, li- I can't look, do it. I was bro. saying this to Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it, mate. Twenty four hours past that, I'm like, I need to go and find them. Like, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm terrible, yeah. Unless you're hitting it off, unless I'm bagging up, I'm like, yeah, I could do this for another day or so. But if I'm sat in the peg for like two days, I'm like, well, fucking not even. I'm bad for it. If I don't see a fit, if I'm sitting in the peg for six hours and I haven't seen one, I'm moving. I don't care if I'm there for a Here, week or not. But I'm yeah, off. here's the thing, right? <laughs> you, you're you're fishing uh, a kind of low stock water. There's seventy acres, forty fish. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something along that line. Yeah, that's that's. that's fairly low it's not super low stock no 
It's not, but it's pretty fucking low stock. Yeah, proper, mate. If, it is hard if, going. If, like... if you've been somewhere and you've been past that hour, though, they're generally at a certain time of year on a certain water. There's a few hours they tend to be feeding a little bit more vigorous. If you've yeah. passed that and you've not had anything and there's nothing to indicate that they're there and maybe they've got away with it, if there's nothing to indicate that, you need to fucking move. If that can't happen, it's just fucking boring. It becomes yeah. camping. And then it's lovely. You've got the birds. You've got the the nature. That's awesome. I'm not. I'm. I I really enjoy that side of it. Yeah. But if you're probably not going to be catching them then, so you need to move. I'm the same, mate. I'm. I I get itchy, itchy feet. I have to move. Yeah, same as him. I don't know if it's the ADHD in me, mate. But I can't keep still. I'm terrible. Mm. Honestly, mate, I'm awful for it. But like, that's. I've got nothing against people that do it at all because that at the end of the day it gives me. I know it sounds really cocky-ish but people that fish that stack it's uh stack stack it what's the word oh god static that's the word yeah static uh way of fishing that's only given me an edge because i'm the one that's going to be hogging all my gear halfway around the lake to get on the fish and that's when i catch them do you know what i mean so yeah i'm like that that's i've got nothing against people like that because it does benefit me in a way but like also at the same time it's like i mean i mean to be fair mate a lot of anglers probably just go fishing just to get away from them <laughs> as horrible as it sounds get away from the messes and all this like just yeah. day and day normal life just get outside and that's a fair place if you get buzz out there then i wish i did but i'm there to catch fish do you know what i mean like i, I wanna like i don't it, like i start getting moody if i know i'm not on fish like it kind of ruins my session a bit if i'm like mm. i'm not mm. on fish i can't i can't afford to sit and wait i i want to make it happen i want to even if I'm pre-baiting all the time. This is the thing, especially when people pre-bait all the time. Like, uh, I used to be quite bad for it, but I see a lot of people do it. If they're pre-baiting a spot, they are advocate that they are going to fish that spot. What I do is, yeah, I bait up a couple of spots, and if I can see fish aren't there, I'm not going to fish on top of it. Mm. I'm not. Like, I'll go elsewhere. Like, I've, yeah. I remember I baited a spot. Like, that, that spot I was talking about in lockdown, like, when I was baiting it up. When it came to fishing it, yeah, there was fish there. But when I came back the next day to fish it, there was nothing there. I didn't even bother setting up a rod. I was like, no, they're not there. I'm not going to fish there. Uh, although they have been fishing there, and it's more likely they will visit, but they're not visiting it now whilst I'm there. So I'm not going to fish there. Do you know what I mean? They're obviously somewhere else. Like, like do you know what I mean? So, it's yeah, you got you got to be mobile. Like, I, know it's, I know it's a very cliche, and it's probably, we sound like a broken record. So many other people have said it, but it's such a key factor. You can't, you can't fish for fish that ain't there. Do you know what I mean? Like you got to locate them. That's, like I recently invested in um uh with Nashi's uh, scope gear. Oh mm. mate, it is a game changer. Anyone who's got it will know about it. I love it. I do. That's like, it, that's Pete's domain. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, mate. Only for that sort of water, it's wicked. But it's really funny. 70 acres, seventy acres of water, choked with weed. You won't think for a second they're in the margins. They are in the margins, mate. They love it in the margins. They're more, they're, they spend more time on yeah. the margins than they do like, in the middle of the lake, which is bizarre to me because I'm thinking all that pressure. Do you know what I mean? But like, so like, I'm doing laps and laps of this lake. Like on average, I'm doing that lap. I'm lapping it about three times. So I'm walking about fucking God knows how many miles a day just to, just to locate them. And once I've located them, it's one rod jobby, mate. I'm on it, done, bosh. And if I, if I catch them, I catch them. Most of the time I don't because they're riggy little mm. bastards. But after the most, sometimes, very rarely, I do hook one. But uh, yeah, that, that's it's okay. a it's a it's a funny one. Yeah, mate. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, hundred percent. Stay mobile. <laughs> yeah, 
you're you're not there to go fishing you're there to go and catch fish and i think there's a big fucking difference between that there's nothing wrong with each um but you are very much there to okay here's my prizes it's x y and z i'm 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 setting my stall out to go and catch them i'm going to make it happen how did you manage to click into that mindset that bloody uh, mindset? <laughs> uh well Mate, I started off like anyone, mate. Like I was keen as mustard to catch as many carp as do because I just loved catching fish. It doesn't, doesn't matter where I caught it from. I just loved the, that sick, sick feeling of when like you're sitting there on your phone doing absolute naffle, just probably trawling on Facebook, and you get that screaming take of like a mid double, and it's the most exhilarating thing ever. Do you know what I mean? Like so sick as in good. <laughs> sick as in good. Sorry, you yeah, can't explain like, it, mate. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And uh, yeah, basically, yes, yeah, like, and that's that's how it all started. So I was, I was buzzing yeah. just catching lit ones. And how I got into that mindset was, well, to be honest with you, mate, it was like a, uh, how can I, where was I fishing? Right, there's a there's a club water called Verulam Angling Club. All right, it's Saint, it's based in St Albans in Hertfordshire, and it basically you get loads and loads of lakes, lakes mainly rivers, uh, in Hertfordshire where I'm from, and one of them is called Moor Mill. And I started fishing that probably about what? So I was started proper, proper carp fishing at the age of like 15, 16. Uh, I jumped on there when I was about 17. It was actually where I've done my first ever night fishing with my brother Ryan and his best mate Chris. I done my first ever night there, uh, sleeping on the hard ground whilst my brother had a bed chair on a sleeping bag from fucking Argos that was like paper thin in winter like definitely not my idea of fishing uh but i was like that was my first ever night yeah and uh do you want to remind me do you want to, i don't know why i've gone on to that subject but it's something that has mentally scarred me in a weird way but all i remember smelling when i was in that poxy tent is this glug that my brother had i don't know what one it is still i've never smelled anything that made me feel like oh that was definitely that one like God knows what it was. I just remember that as well. But there was basically this place called Moor Mill, uh, Wicked Moor, and it was basically Terry Hearn done a bit of time on one of the lakes there called the Lever Lake. And it was basically this gaff called Moor Mill. It used to be called Frogmore, and it held Toadless, which was the Frogmore yeah, Lever. I, I know that. Yeah. I'm yeah, you know the one. I do. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was there, mate. And I actually seen that fish with my own eyes before. And uh, bless it, man. It was like forty pound. It was the second biggest lever in the country. Like big at big big names of fish that water especially after terry Owen had it and he and he he wrote about it in searching shadows or catching shadow i don't know the name of the book but i need to i need to purchase that book and read it uh but yeah it's like he yeah it's basically terry Owen done a load of time in there so it's got a lot of history there and bless it this carbium went over 40 pounds and it died at like 14 pounds like this fish was just had nothing wrong with it it was just such an old old carp man like it was a gorgeous fish as well proper true true english i say english very loosely uh english leather do you know what i mean like proper just a gnarly fish man rare as hen's teeth this fish was and uh so yeah and i remember like fishing the island lake now this lake's about six acres so not massive but decent size because this this lake had like 21 islands you could only fish about 60 percent of the water because the rest of it was like it was like a mini rainbow bruv like you could you like i say you can only fish 60 percent of the actual water because most of it is just in between channels of uh, of islands that you can't even get to you can't even see half the time like 
the only bit of visual you get is from Google Earth, do you know what I mean? So, and the reason why I'm getting onto this subject is because I remember fishing in the part of the lake and there was just no fish there, but being a young angler, you just assume, like, oh, that's a good peg, I'll cast there, maybe I'll have something, do you know what I mean? You don't really have that mentality of like, location is key, you need to hunt them, do you know what I mean? Like, you always have that, like, I don't know, like, you go to a particular peg, you cast to that particular spot and you'll have one, do you know what I mean? There's no searching involved, it's just like, you just know that peg's a good peg. So, and that was that. And I was like, nah, like, and I just, I just weren't feeling it. Do you know what I mean? It went all day, all day. I got there at like eight o'clock, bless her. My mum got me there for like half seven. And by the time I got set up, it was like eight o'clock. And it came to like, this was in the high of summer. And it was like five o'clock. So I've spent the whole day in this peg, recasting, baiting up, couldn't have anything. And I just remember seeing, hearing, a, uh, uh, seeing a fish bosh out about four or five pegs down in a peg called the social. It's uh, basically like a double peg, but you can fish it as one or a pair. And I remember bossing them out there, so I've moved. So I was like, right, I'll go for that. I've, I've seen this fish there, I'll go for it. So packed all my gear up, didn't have a barrow there because I was still young, couldn't afford one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've carried all my gear around to it, like done about eight trips because, yeah. And uh, yeah, started angling for them. And I had like, and I had like four out. So just from that one bit, I've, I, although I only moved like four pegs, I still had that, I planted the seed there. That was definitely the catalyst of my, like, my search and trying to find them, start the fishing, do you know what I mean? Like, and that was definitely it. Like, like I say, that was definitely the, uh, like I say, the, like, the catalyst of what all this is. And I've done, like, done it the other day, like when I was on the, on, on the, in Milton Keynes, like I was in a peg, I was in a pickled horse field, weren't feeding it at all. And the, the, the geezer next door moved out. He had one fish. I was like, right, he's had more action than me. He's had a fish. The fish are clear. The wind's pumping in there. I need to move. I'm not happy in this peg at all. Like, I, the second I got in that peg, I was like, I was miserable as fuck. I was like, I'm not happy there. But it's literally only peg free and I've, I've got no choice. All the other lakes are Ramo, all the other one I love so much. That was packed. Couldn't go anywhere. And I was there for four days. So I was like, no, do you know what? So I don't go away here. And then, uh, yeah, he moves. I didn't, mate, I don't think he even got past, I didn't even, he got in his car before I even got all my gear in there. And um, I literally stepped foot in there, fizzing everywhere, uh, not fizzing everywhere, but there was fizzing on a certain spot. I was like, sound. And that turned into like a bit of red letter day. First pet, first fish I had was a, uh, just a small mirror. Uh, no, it was actually uh, the little ghost here, like 24 pounds. And then after that, I had the black eye common, another eight, I had three 18s in a session like that's just on fucking like red latter day do you know what I mean uh, I had a 30 pound common called the black eye common and after that I had one of the, I had the only leather carp that was in there and another rare one to the visitor but that normally goes 30 pound but I had it at 24 pound and then I had like another little common and I lost one as well so just from again only just moving like it just proves that you have to be on fish like I mean as I mean you're either well, you're either bloody jammy or you're just like, or, or you're just lazy, do you know what I mean? To like catch one on the <clears> fluke, do you know what I mean? Where you just set up at a peg and you just cast down and you have one, do you know what I mean? But that's just yeah. fishing though, do you know what I mean? You're going to like, maybe like the fish are going over you at that particular time. It is just pot luck half the time, like when you do catch that way. But then again, some lakes are really peggy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like at Stan, at Stan I keep referencing Stan because I, I, loads of people mug it off. I don't know why, but I absolutely love it. It's like, it was where I caught my first proper carp. Do you know what I mean? And for a lot of people as well, but like, there's a peg on there called Peg One. They they ha- we have ro- we have like a lot of banter on that lake and say Peg One's cheating because you go in that peg, mate, you're guaranteed about ten fish straight away. Do you know what I mean? But that's because you're the closest one to the out of bounds. So 
that, that again, it, yeah, it's a form of a location is key because you have to be in that pet because you are the closest to those fish that know that they're safe in there. Do you know what I mean? So it's, again, it's all about location and things like that. Like, and that's basically where it started. It started, it started off on the lake that, yeah, it's still going strong now. I'll, I do need to buy another ticket because I've got so many good memories on that lake. Plus, I didn't, I didn't have any of the big ones. It took me four years to catch a 20 out there. I caught every single single figure and double figure carp out of that lake. I swear to God, <laughs> I didn't catch a single 20 pounder after about four years. And I'm, I'm having my friends that are joining lab on my first fish. I'm like, you bloody kidding me? Like, I was just unlucky, like proper unlucky, but it was cracking me up. But there's a, like I said, a three thirties in there that rarely come out. And I think the biggest one in there is about 34 pounds. But again, they're just old, old fish, mate. They're not your typical, like, Simoe scaleless fish. These mm. fish are raw, mate. Like proper. Like it sounds bad, but it it kind of adds to the character. But a lot of them have got quite not fucked mouths, but like you can tell them in looked a few times because mm. it's so bloody snaggy. I don't like it, that. It, yeah, yeah, no, yeah I, mean, I know what you're saying. They're they characters. They're they're quirky. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, they're raw. Do you know what I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. They're raw because your fish is such a snaggy water. Mm. That they, you know, they, they just, you know, that they haven't been caught. I know, times, but I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's not my thing. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I, yeah, hundred percent. I'm the same, mate. Like I'm clean. Sort of, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying as well, mate. Like, it's like, oh, don't, don't. I actually, I said to one of the bailiffs, like, I caught this carp, yeah, and it's, it's, it, it was a small common, mate, but it looked like, do you know that film Predator, where it's got that. <laughs> it looked like that, mate. You could see it. Oh, I was like, oh, I horrible. looked at him. I was like. Mate, there's a river behind me. Can I just put it in that, mate? Yeah, I'm retire never... it. Just retire That's exactly it. it. Yeah. And that's another yeah. thing why I love about the, the syndicate at Milton Keynes, yeah. Dave, the owner, he's got a retirement pond. It's, his, it's in the back of his garden. It's about... It's, it's a small lake. It's about half an acre. Mm. But he's got about nine, ten thirties in there. He's Off got the or not? Yeah, it, it is now because it did get... Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, it oh. did get oh, the other day. Yeah, she tell Elias he has had it fenced recently. That's beautiful. Like, yeah, that's that, amazing. I love yep. that, mate. Love he it. Had, yep. He had a common in there that's called Dunks that it got caught four times in three weeks. And he was like, the next person who has that fish, keep it yeah, and I'll put it in that lake. Gotta go. It, gotta go. Yeah, he's got loads of fish in there that are just happy as Larry. And he goes, and like, that's what I'm saying. That's, his, that's their retirement home. Out of 13 lakes, every, there's about, there's all the carp all come from different lakes in there. If they get start getting a, looking a bit rough in there, like I put one in there recently. Like I caught this carp. It had a broken fin. Its mouth was a bit fucked. And I called him up. I was like, Dave, mate, I, it, don't, it won't feel right me putting this fish back in this lake. He goes, no. He goes, no, keep it there, mate. I'll be there in 10 minutes. And within five minutes, mate, it was there with the back of the truck with a pole in the back of it. Mm. He goes, stick it straight in there, mate. I'll put it straight in there, mate. And there you go. <laughs> we'll call it. And he even said to me, he goes, we'll call this one. Ah, um, oh, what was it? Uh, What's the name of the hunchback of Notre Dame? What's his actual name? He, there's, I don't know I what his name no is. Idea. No idea. Yeah, but he called it that. He named it after that because this thing was a bit of a fucking weirdo. <laughs> how but, did you uh, How did you get your nickname? The gun. Which, Tommy, the, which Tommy the gun. Tommy the machine gun. Tommy the gun. <laughs> You're the only person that's called me that. <laughs> many, many monikers, mate. <laughs> You're the only person I know that has called me that. You know that. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I was looking at my... Uh, people, people don't give a fuck. They're going to be like, oh, shut up, Sam. But yeah. I, I was looking at my life in angling and, uh, and uh, I was thinking, what, what mark do I want to leave on this place? 
I want to be known for for uh, for creating your moniker, the the gun. Cheers, mate. Cheers, yeah, mate, mate. That's 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 my ambition now. <laughs> Fuck it. That that's honestly what I want to do. I love that, mate. I, my, 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 I don't know. My philosophy of life is definitely the uh, the person to annoy everyone. I suppose I'm just a, I'm the typical little brother syndrome, mate. Like no wonder I've got so many ex misses because I just piss them off. Like yeah. <laughs> wind Tom, up merchant. For those that don't know, Tommy the guy. I called uh, Tom Bishop. Thomas Bishop, I guess, is your full name, right? Um, That's exactly it. Yeah, Tommy <laughs> the gun. If you if you are in into um, uh, Rocky, the Rocky series. There's Tommy the Gun. Like Tommy the Gun is is the boxer that fights Rocky in. I think it's Rocky Three. It's is he actually, oh, good. oh, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it, dude. Oh, I'm I'm so ashamed to say this oh, year, but it's such Tommy. an iconic film as well. But I've never seen one oh, Rocky in my Tommy, life. Tommy, Tommy, yeah, okay. <laughs> So there's some yeah. things like, but loads of people call because I'm the youngest of the family. I'm the baby of the family. It's it's a, it's a proper little brother name, like a little kid name. It's Tommy. Do you know what I mean? So like, I was always yeah. like, hardly anyone called me Tom or Thomas. I was always known as Tommy. Like that's the thing. So like, I I just half I just half the time I introduced myself as Tommy. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just what I'm used to. Do you know what I mean? So a bit of a weird thing to do, but it's just something I do. But um, yeah, like it's a. Uh, I suppose, yeah. I'm an annoying little brother as well, so it kind of suits me, suits my personality as well. So, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I won't, I won't go into it because it's like heavy shit. But that film, so obviously Sylvester Sloan, he he obviously made all the um, Rocky films. There was someone who featured in it, Tommy the Gun. Yeah, and and he was actually a real fucking boxer. And look into it. It's a real fucking sad story. So I'm not like Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, it really is, mate. Honestly, it is. But um yeah. We'll keep the vibe up and I'll look at it later. Keep the vibe up, look at it later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're named in honor of, of uh Tommy Morrison. Rest oh, in sweet peace. Ass. Yeah, mate. Be, oh, buzzing, be proud of that. Yeah. Be proud of that. Yeah. Tommy the gun. I'm gonna say you're Tommy the gun because you just keep firing them out. You just keep knocking them off. Thank you, mate. Let's go for that. <laughs> Appreciate that, mate. Let, oh, let's mate. let's let's go into some quick. I mean, quicker quicker fire type questions. Hit me up. Um, let's do it. Yeah, if you, I mean, you you kind of alluded to a bit of a crazy story earlier when you were at Wolfenstow. Um, aside from that, have you had any kind of crazy stories? Anything spooky? Anything weird happened to you out on the bank? Oh, I've got a few. Um, Go on. Oh. oh, fuck me. Right, so me and my mate Nicky, we was mm. fishing in a park lake in central, not central London, but in London. It was in the thick of it, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. I only done, I, well, for this main reason, we only done one night on it. Um, it was really funny, yeah. He was obsessed. with was like, only had like two out of there in about a year. And this would piss me off just as much as anyone else would. But I've rocked up, yeah. And he was like, right, I'm fishing this side of the lake because that's my favourite spot down there. And I always pick off the odd one. I was like, all right, Sam. Falls straight into the category of location is key. And I'm just seeing a fish bosh in the corner of my eye. I went, are you sure you want to fish that side, mate? The fish right there, mate. He goes, no, 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 trust me, mate. They always come through here. And then another one's boshed down. And that one's boshed down. I went, right, are you, like, are you, because obviously this is his lake. I want him to fish his lake. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm the guest. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to make, it's a bit like, do you know, I don't know, it was a weird one. It was almost like, rocking up at your mate's house for the first time offering, and helping yourself to their food without even asking. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was sitting there saying to him, I was like, are you sure you don't want to fish there, mate? And he goes, mate, do it, mate. This is, trust me, mate. 
I will outfish you. In his words, I will outfish you down here. I went sound as a pound. I flicked on the, I knew it was still here. It was a typical park lake. Yeah, loads of trees around it. I didn't even have to like throw a marker flow out there. I already knew exactly what the bottom was going to be like because of like the, like the nature of the lake. Loads of trees, loads of birds, things like that. Leaf, detritus, everything you can imagine is falling on the bottom. So I was like instantly silly. Plus, I just wanted to get a rig out there presented without any recast so that makes sense so chod rig straight away out there i was using the i'm not ashamed to use the name name brands here like obviously but i was using a uh, bait work sent from heavens uh now okay. I'm, I'm actually i'm actually a um uh, i used to do a bit of work with mad baits uh i'm a i'm there basically their product photographer and videographer i've literally just joined but tommy uh, you fucking yeah i didn't know that shit yeah sorry me. yeah what name drops name drops right about? there yeah, yeah, literally. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. So like, yes, yeah, so I'll do that. And uh, so that, yeah, I'm not. I'm, so I'm not ashamed to like mm. name other brands. Like, I was using Bagworks, which mate, I still. I'll be honest. I'm gonna be totally honest. I'm probably gonna shoot myself in the foot. But I still got their pots of bait in my in my bait tub in my in my bait shed. Do you know what I mean? I love their hook baits. I love their their concept behind it as well because it's really similar to my baits. That they put 110 percent into the bait. Do you know what I mean? So I was using their. So before Mad, I was using Baitworks. I was using uh, Send From Heavens, wicked bait. I love their gear still. Uh, so yeah. I was using that. And mate, I was having, I had three and he was fuming. I had like, I had a really proper character fish, like well nice common. And then I had like two other commons as well. And he was just there fishless. And I was like, I'm sorry, dude. But the reason this story popped up to me head when he said weird occurrences was purely because um, uh, basically they gate up the park at night obviously people can't come in and out but also what falls what the lake the lake falls onto some grounds at the back of an uh and it's i don't want to i don't want to say this in an offensive way but a nut house and a sad asylum like i'm confused mate so so you're on a lake yeah break 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 it down a little bit sorry right right so i'm fishing a park lake yeah which basically in central london and it backs onto a <laughs> mental hospital. It's got fuck all to do with a bait company. It has. I just had a massive yeah. waffle on then. I do apologize. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. Right. I just want to, I want to paint it out. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, it's got probably nothing. me. Mate, I'm, I'm feeling fucking hammered. I've had a lot of gin. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> Lis- listeners are probably like, Sam, shut the fuck up. He's, he's in the flow. Just let sorry, him go. Mate. Let him go. I'm sure no, they're no, saying no. that. Sorry, mate. No, no. Me, from it's my go- mind, you're in a, yeah. you're in a, yeah, so I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a park, park in London yeah. that falls, uh, which uh, basically there's a massive field behind it, and then there's a big white house, oh, which is okay. a, a nut house, a nut house. Yeah. Yeah. So in uh, my mind, in my mind, I'm a country boy, right? Country boy, right? You're in a yeah. park in London, you, yep. you, you got your hood up. You're yeah, fucking, obviously. You're yep. ready. You're ready. Yep. Ready, ready to, for a row, basically. Ready for whatever. Ready for a row. Ready for it to yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, we're fishing at night. Uh, this is I'm not uh, my mate. Uh, my mate Nicky, he's a bit of a puffhead. I don't do any of that. I can't stand that gear. It stinks. That's marijuana, right? Yeah, he's yeah, that is skunk. Yeah, yeah vile stuff. It. Yeah, skunk. I've got it. Yeah. So like we're he's sitting there. Smoking. I'm just having a fag, just chilling in there. And uh, we've seen two blokes come up to us with like with high visits, and he's like, um, "You're right, guys. Uh, this is at like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, park's quiet. You can get on with that sort of thing, and I will disturb you." So we've, he's kind of shit himself a bit. We're, we're both at, we're like, not expecting anyone to be walking around. It's like, oh, sorry, those don't mean to fight now. And you're out like, we're like, yeah, mate, what's up, sort of thing. Um, and he goes, um, just a warning or just to ask you questions. I don't suppose you've seen a little girl, uh, a little woman running around, have you? I went, we're like, jeez. Oh, we're like, um, 
no, mate, why? They're like, right, um, she's wearing a white coat. Uh, just don't approach oh, her. She God. might approach you, but just ignore her. Honestly, she'll 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 go away from you. But if you do see her running through the grounds, just call uh call the emergency services. They'll let us know, and we know that they're here. And we're like, wait, what? Like, no, like. So we, we I said to him, he's like, right, okay, like sound. Basically, a fucking nutter has escaped from the hospital and is running around the lake. Now, that was probably the scariest moment ever because I was like, sod that. So we've like zipped up the fucking, we zip, we're pairing up. We're, we're, he's got a double top, my mate. So we're in there, yeah. We've zipped up, mate. And we're just chatting shit in that. And all of a sudden, we just heard like your classic, like, yeah, twigs just snapped outside the bivvy. And we're like, yeah. we've turned the music, we've turned the music down. And Gates, okay, picture this, yeah. All we can hear is, mm. and me and him are just looking at each other thinking, what the fuck is going on here? And all of a sudden, we've just heard it. Heard someone run off. That right. was the hands down, yeah, the scariest fucking moment in my fishing life. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, you see it all the time, yeah, like, the like horror stories and that, like, kicking off and that, do you know what I mean? And, like, of, like, <laughs> a mad nut, a girl who's, like, running around and shit. So, yeah, that was uh, definitely not the brightest of... Uh, of uh yeah occurrences yeah having a nutter outside your bivvy thinking what the fuck is that do you know what I mean? Amazing. Yeah, it's not that, mate. I've, I've got one more <laughs> as well. Quick, quick one as well. Oh, go on. Uh, Put it in. Yeah, one oh. more. That's, all right. So uh, I don't know about you. Do you believe in like UFOs and like aliens and shit? Uh mixed. Don't know. Right, go yeah, on. I'm go on. Anyway. Funny one as well. Yeah. So like, I'm fishing. Uh, so I'm fishing Milton Keynes, fishing in the like, top half of the lake, and uh, you can see the whole body of water and um basically and um do you, know you, do you know when you see the back of a plane and you can just see the lights the really high lights sort of thing you can just see it slowly moving and i'm looking at this plane i'm, I'm really into my stars and that's so like my astro uh, astrology and things like that so i'm like looking at the stars and that and i can just see this big bright bright light moving slightly i was like, oh yeah like obviously so you're into yeah. like like astronomy or that's stars, the word yeah i said it wrong or, or, or star signs or <laughs> Not like really star signs. My, my friends are really into this star signs and things like that. I don't really, I, to be honest with you, I just yeah. haven't read into it. I probably would be into it, read into it. But um, yeah, so I'm like looking at the stars and fishing, like I'm proper looking at it. And I just see this bright, bright one. And obviously, Luton Airport's not far away. It's Milton Keynes. So it's not, obviously, you're going to see like planes and shit. And I'm just looking at this plane and I'm just what, what I thought was a plane. Still, I don't know where it was. So like it's slowly moving up and up and up, obviously flying like away from me. So I'm seeing like the back of the jets, jet engines, if you like. And I've just seen it. This is no word of light. I haven't even blinked. So I'm still like fixated on this light. And I've seen it shot to the side of my other side of my view, shot down and gone straight up again. And like, it's just basically done like a weird triangle and then also disappeared. And I was thinking, what the fuck? Well, I'm just sat there, tea in hand, thinking, what the fuck have I just seen? Like, so it literally was going slightly up, thinking it was the back of a plane. It shot left, shot down, and then literally gone straight up, and then it just disappeared. Couldn't see it. And I was thinking, what the fuck was that? Like, proper weird thing. Like, you almost, like, kind of look into your tea and think, what the fuck is in this? Thinking, because, like, I was just tripped balls or something. Like, So I've, like, gone to bed really weirded out by that, like, proper weirded out, thinking... What like like what is someone gonna come after me after because I've just seen a UFO like what the hell was I still to this day don't know what it was but the geezer next door was called um oh bollocks I can't remember his name I see him down there quite often actually 
but he's come into my peg. Uh, I think he's, he knew I was awake at like six o'clock in the morning because I'd like cooking bacon and they probably smell it. So he's come around with his coffee and hand. I was like, oh, how are you getting on, mate? And all this stuff. I was like, yeah, sweet ass, mate. We're cheating the channel away. And I kind of looked at him. He went, went, and he kind of looked at me, sorry. He went, did you see that weird light last night? I went, oh my God, did you saw it too? And he's like, mate, that was fucking real weird, weren't it? I went, I went, what did it do with you? And he, went, and he literally described it perfectly, exactly what I saw it. And I was like, we were both like looking at each other thinking, the fuck was that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, proper weird, weird thing. Was it an alien? Was it like UFO? Right. I don't know, but we both saw the exact same thing that night and it was just bizarre. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I mean, like, uh, I've seen loads of weird things looking at the sky because I'm so used to it. Like, I was, I remember seeing the uh, satellite chains, uh, basically, like, it was the most weirdest thing because, like, it was the first time we have seen it. Like, you see satellites all the time, like, they, they shoot across the skyline and that, but, like, at a decent speed for you to actually, like, see it and focus in on it to see exactly what it is. Um, like there's a difference people think they're shooting stars they're not shooting stars is in and out of the atmosphere yeah. Yeah. straight away so like you can't yeah. actually see it you, you, you either look at it you either see it with blink of an eye and it's gone like this thing you can literally see it flying across the sky uh, and I remember seeing uh, a satellite chain basically it's basically what uh, this space station is it's called SpaceX I don't know it's something to do with that and I just remember seeing literally 13 of them in a massive line just going <laughs> going but this they were going in, it was the most impressive thing I've ever seen with technology because they were going at like they were obviously going at like fucking the same speed as light do you know what I mean like they were rapid mate they were going way quicker than what, what we can collaborate collaborate is that the word um, calculate I mean like because they are shooting across the sky but they were going all, all 14 of them are going in such a straight line perfectly spaced between the other do you know what I mean and that, I was like wow that was that was quite a weird thing to see but um to be honest with you, mate, as anglers, we all see different things, don't we? We all see. We we've probably seen more things than the most than the common person has. Like, but that's also like the same reason why we all go carp fishing as well, or fishing in general, yeah. especially carp fishing, because like, I suppose match anglers they get they they get to the match and that's it. They're only fishing six hours. Pike anglers, yeah, they get there at early doors in the morning. They probably fish dawn and dusk and that's it. But like, it's 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 different with carp fishing because you're. You're there 24 hours. You're not moving. Well, you're in. You're in. You're at the lake for X amount of days and nights. So you see so much more. You've got so much more time to sit and appreciate. Exactly the same way how Rod Hutchinson said it. You've got time to stop and smell the roses of what's going on around you. And like I've seen, you've probably seen. I've seen a spider weave from start to finish a whole web. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I've I've heard. I've seen barn owls take other birds out clean like out of the air like i've seen a heron pluck out a little fucking roach out of the water do you know what i mean like we we us as anglers we've seen so much more than the common person and like i say especially carp anglers we've that's probably why we go so much do you know what i mean and and there's nothing i appreciate more there's nothing more that i love than going to a lake that no one else is on and you, you, as you're walking through, your, your, your feet are snapping twigs, you're brushing past falling leaves, things like that. And you're hearing the birds singing loads. And that's the beauty of it as well, especially when you walk near a really naturist lake. The bird, you have, you, I don't know, I notice it, but like you, birds, they, they sing the same song. And basically what that is, is it like they're, they're, they're warning other birds that you're there. But if you, if you just stand still and be quiet enough, you hear different songs. And it's basically birds just communicating with each other, basically. And it's such a beautiful, hypnotic thing. Do you know what I mean? You're in such a, how can I put it, like a, uh, 
this mad entity of just nature and you're just involved in it you're part of it do you know what i mean and it's such a an amazing thing do you know what i mean like seeing mm. uh, it, it, it sounds so weird it's such, such a cliche to think but if you're quite if you just stay quiet enough you give nature a chance to speak if that makes sense do you know what i mean as long if you're just quiet you see so much more you hear so much more nature itself is presenting it in front of you because we're so fixated on like living our lives and things like that or the challenge ahead we haven't got time to stop and look. We haven't got time to smell and stop and smell the roses. Do you know that makes sense? Do you know what I mean? Like that's the best way. Best way I can describe it is: the more quiet you are, Mother Nature has got a chance to speak. That makes sense. Mm. Like, like, do you know what I mean? It's, it, that's 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 the reason why I go fucking. That's why the reason I love fishing so much, and I owe it a massive credit as well. Like, especially with my my fishing, because because of how it affects me. Like, without going too deep into it and too soppy about it. I think I think everyone's experienced it, but like I had really bad depression at one stage. Like I I done some stupid shit to myself to fix that. Do you know what I mean? Well, how we think we a person with depression fixes it. Do you know what I mean? If you if you catch my drift without going too deep too deep into it, and that's why I love fishing so much. It's not that it's not that I, I well I do I literally owe it my life. It's not that I owe it my life. It's just it got me out of such a dark place in my life that. I will never, ever, for as long as I'm alive, I will never drop it. And I love the fact that other people appreciate this as well, like us as an angling community, because the angling community is huge. I mean, it, it, like I listened to a podcast not long ago, and it was about people, these doctors that uh, have set up this, this, uh, this scheme of like people with PTSD going fishing and how much it's helped them. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it literally does. When you're, when you're there, well, my thing, cup of tea and hand, sitting over your bed chair, and it's just coming into that twilight zone of like going into night and everything's just quiet. And all you can hear is just like the odd fucking, the odd birds sing or like the odd fish crash out. Do you know what I mean? And you just get caught in this like mad energy of your life, just being there in that moment. And it's just like, this is the reason why you go fishing. Do you know what I mean? We all experience it differently. Like, but you always have that moment of like where time just stands still and you're just like, I don't know, like, it's just, yeah, you're just there, do you know what I mean? You're just experiencing it. And that's why me and, and you and so many other people, hundreds of thousands of people go fishing is because that is just what we live for, essentially. It's our break from society, do you know what I mean? Like, it gets rid of a, yeah, just, yeah, you just, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to finish this off, but yeah, just fucking love carp fishing. <laughs> I love it, mate. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're fucking one in a million, mate. Honestly, I didn't send you, you were, asleep there, did I? <laughs> you were uh, no, I've just woken up. I'm, I'm joking. You, <laughs> you, you get off on onto your thing, and it's so apparent to yeah. so passionate about this and your craft yeah. and everything that it assimilates from it. Um, and it's it's lovely to listen to. Tommy, that. thank I you think, very much. No, of course, man. You know it. You know it. <clears throat> We've spoken <laughs> quite a few times. You've got an eye for Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Yeah. Feeling's very mutual, mate. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, mate, I think to to do it justice, there, there's so many different things that I think we we could have gone into, or or maybe even we should have gone into. And part it two, made, mate. Yeah, it would have made great listening. I think part two has to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot more to add, and uh, you've definitely got a lot more to give. So I think let's uh, let's cap it off. Let's call this part one and uh, let's hopefully get Tommy Bish, a.k.a. the Machine Gun, Machine Gun Tommy, 
onto a <laughs> uh, onto a part two. That'd be amazing. Hundred percent, mate. It's been uh, yeah, I've I've massively enjoyed it. Actually, I think I uh, yeah, I got got across what I wanted to get across. So yeah, no, buzzing, mate. We weren't happy with it. Mate, you 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 let it be known. <laughs> you point across for sure. Legend, mate. No, appreciate it, mate. It's been a yeah, it's been good. All right, take care. All right, cheers, mate. Take care, guys. Thank you. Oh, Tommy. I think that went swimmingly. I think it went fucking amazing. Do you know what I'm <laughs> regretting? I'm so pissed. Are you? <laughs> yes, mate. I'm fucking like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to level this up. I'm feeling under pressure. Yeah, I feel awful. <laughs> I could see you being like, really, I was like, is he wankered? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. Yeah, Good, yeah. mate. I wish I was pissed as well, mate. Honestly, I would have chatted a lot more shit. Thank you.